0: Dorktales presents Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is how to run chapter four shadow of war i'm your dungeon master kelly how you seeing him and i'm always happy to do these because it is uh casual wednesday tonight if you're watching us live you can see that we're not in costume or at least we're in our fake like our human costumes uh today because it is costume laundry day also known as a how to run session I love these things. Uh, We're going to go around, introduce ourselves, and then thank our sponsor. And then we're going to hop into this fantastic, uh, fantastic breakdown of Chapter 4. We've got a lot of questions from y'all. And if you're watching live, go ahead and put them in the chat. Thanks to everybody who went and left them on Twitter, on YouTube, in our Discord, and so on. Uh, It's lovely to get your questions. Uh, Let's go around and start saying hello, starting with Christine.
1: Hello, I am Christine. Um, I use she, her pronouns, and generally tonight I play uh, Kalara Vingard, our human cleric of Michigan.
2: All right, over to Chris. Hello, I'm Godfrey Highvalor, and tonight I will be playing Christopher Blog, the uh, uh, nerdy guy on channel. Um, nice. Hi.
0: All right, down to Robin.
3: Hi, I'm Robin. I use she, her pronouns, and uh, you can usually find me as our lovely Kinder, swashbuckling rogue Razira, um, but tonight I'm just just Robin, who is um, who's just uh, tired. <laughs>
0: Fair, yeah. it's been a long week, um, but it's going to be a chill session where we're going to talk about the game. It's going to be wonderful, and you know who else is wonderful? It's Cal. Hello, it's me, Cal. I use he/him pronouns, and I
4: play Orientiros. Uh, sorry, I got that. Got that, uh, that Kender roll to the R. Um, mm, the, so the, the Robin I do that. Yeah. I, I, your, your accents rub off on, on me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah the orange heroes. It, oh, is that
0: that's an what it ADHD is? trade as well? Yeah, mirroring, is it? Mm, oh, absolutely. No,
3: I did 100%. it all the time. I,
5: I went to England for a month, came back with an English accent. I couldn't, yeah, it yeah, just happens. I
4: yep okay there we go that's i'm learning more about that all the time my 95 of my adhd knowledge is from jen and and kelly that's a good thing
5: (laughs) 95 of my traits are adhd so
4: yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) when your personality is adhd yeah right nothing else (laughs) nothing else all right um did you go i can't remember now Cal.
4: he him Orenteros, Elf Bard. Elf Bard?
0: All right. Uh, I think that's plenty. Uh, Over to Jen.
5: Hi, I'm Jen. I use you, her pronouns. And uh, tonight I will be in my uh, human form, but normally I play our dwarf lunar sorcerer, Hazel Knight Granite, Uh, the cursed.
0: (laughs) The name of the moon. It's my new title yep all right so (laughs) folks we're gonna be starting our how to run chapter four again if you have any questions put them in the chat and we're gonna go over this chapter in depth we're gonna try to stay on this as much as possible i do want my players opinions and feelings on the way we went through things though because i want to know what you thought was fun and what you thought was what's the word hinky I think that's that's a word what what would you feel like we try to run these modules for stream as vanilla as possible while still having fun and going outside of the coloring outside of the lines where we need to uh because we like to present a pretty by the book experience for y'all but there are some times where we have to change things because they just don't work as written um and that's just the nature of modules unfortunately uh, but before we jump in i have to do a big thank you because bookworm games decided that they liked us enough to sponsor us for a second month in a row so bookworm games is a vancouver area based dice and gaming manufacturer proprietor um, a purveyor of commodities, where you can get some of the best dice on the market, everything going from acrylic dice to gemstone and wood dice to uh, edible dice, if that's what you're into. They've got great stuff on their website. If you use code Dorktales, it's Dorktales, not Dorktales 2023. We now have an unlimited Dorktales one where you can buy as many as you want, save 10%. And if you order $100 Canadian, which is like 70 US right now, you you exchange rate pending, uh, you get free shipping which you really can't beat that. It's a fantastic deal. And they have something new that I get to show off right now. I uh, was in talks with the proprietor of Bookworm Michael and talking about how we were both big fans of the world of darkness. And uh, we really bonded over it. And uh, as a a present for our, our friendship, he has sent me these amethyst Mage the Ascension Dice, which are hard to see on stream because of how pretty pretty they are. I can feel
2: your inner child squeeing. There you go. So these
0: are available right now. They're Mage the Ascension themed, legally distinct. Uh, You can find them on the website right now. They are live. Um, They are... Sorceress. they're sorcerers yeah they're
5: sorcerers origin it's great (laughs) uh,
0: I I will not say what the other ones are specifically but I'll say they sure look like Vampire the Masquerade Camarilla Anarch and Sabbat dice and Mage and Technocracy dice and Wraith and And Werewolf werewolf. dice yeah uh, and they the comparison is uh, uncanny Yeah, like I would say they look, they resemble those very much just with slightly different names for legal purposes. So uh, I strongly suggest if you're a fan of World of Darkness, uh, go out there and take a look at them. Uh, Do note uh, as you're going in, they are sold in six sets, not 10 sets. Uh, That is because these are very expensive to make. And a 10 set would be, I I think a 10 set would be prohibitive. So you will be getting these in sets of six. uh, But my God, they're pretty and they roll real well. My first die roll was a 10. I'm not lying. A ten out of ten. Um, I've got and one honestly, that likes to roll ones. He's a jerk. Honestly, um, like
5: five d tens, and you're good for a game. Really, like you might yeah. have to re-roll some dice,
0: but. Eh. And if you have yeah. the money, uh, you know, with ten percent off to get two sets, then you've got twelve, which is fantastic because you always lose one or two. Try not to though, because these are literal gemstones. I was gonna they're say sp- like they're no. so pretty. That's so I pretty in my camera. Them so
3: bad, but do you want to oh come over and roll God, them? God, I'm st- so bro i just rolled I another so 10. Broken. i kid
0: you i shit you not like literally rolled another 10. Uh, but Stop anyway, using yeah. these are going to traumatize the players when we come back to mage the ascension the victorian age so thank you so much to bookworm dice uh we're gonna do a, a shout out to you at the end of the stream as well to talk about your quest chests but that's gonna be in a bit in a bit so folks chapter four uh chapter four of dragonlance uh, as we're looking at this, covers basically everything from the moment uh, you make it to Calaman, uh, basically from the moment you leave Vogler, to the moment that you defeat uh, the resurrected Sarlemir. So quite a bit of time. Um, and there's a lot that we should go over here. I'm going to give you just a rough outline first, then we're going to answer some of the questions that the audience has given us. So first of all, let's do this in chunks. There's a city gazetter that starts off the chapter that kind of gives me a bunch of things that I can kind of like get show you around, get you to know. Um, I had one question that came up in the chat earlier that said, hey, I noticed that you didn't spend as much time fleshing out Calaman as you did Vogler. Was that intentional? Yeah, actually it was. I wanted Vogler to feel very intimate. I wanted it to feel like it was your hometown or it could have been your hometown if you were a traveler. I wanted it to feel like somewhere that you would feel, feel very possessive of calaman as a city should feel slightly distant it should feel welcoming but like anybody who grew up in a small town uh jen i know you're on board with this one calaman should feel like the town you go to to go to the mall that's like a two hour drive away minimum you know i grew up in the middle of missouri if you're lucky right i was gonna say
3: i grew up in the middle of nowhere too i feel that
0: yeah that's true
5: five hours to get to a city (laughs) thank you
4: so okay.
3: my, Five uh, that
5: that my that grad win.
4: class was four.
3: Two
0: fairies.
4: And, uh, so uphill, both fairies? ways,
0: in the snow. Five hours.
3: Yes. <laughs> Thank
5: so, you.
0: So basically, I wanted it to feel kind of like it's a welcoming thing in the distance, but it's not yours. But it's where you'll find yourself with your friends now that your allies are out there. Um, and you should feel kind of protective of it. And you kind of, there should be like a little bit of psychic distance, I feel, between the the cast and the city like it it should be not oh we'll take care of you we'll handle everything it should be a a give and take relationship a quid pro quo right okay yeah we'll we'll help your refugees like we'll let them in which is something that a lot of city states would not do but we need you to work for us to try to stay on top of this it's a fair agreement um so the game starts off uh with you guys going through there you deal with the survivor hardships um we went through uh you'll probably remember that the refugees uh are having these hardships there were a number of um, uh there were a number of little like randomly generated hardships that we went through guy breaks his leg etc cetera, etc cetera. um then uh you can deliver Dareth's armor you can send a delegation to to uh to calaman uh to try to beat uh bakaris and bakaris the younger to the council the council uh portion of the book assumes that they're gonna make a good deal and you're not going to like whoopee cushion him out of there in embarrassment like you did so um That was fun. I I think that you guys did a lot of outside the box thinking with Bakaris, which was fantastic. Um, He's pretty easy to uh, to get out of there, but not quite um, as destroyed uh, as he ended up being. Um, So I thought that was. Is that hard as
3: as a DM dealing like with a module specifically? Like I know with homebrew, it's a bit there's a little more flexibility, but if oh. like with doing an actual play, is it a little bit, is it, is it difficult when your players think outside the box?
0: It can be, uh, it can be depending on, on what part of the train they're derailing. So with, uh, with Bacarus, the old, the elder, uh, they assume that, uh um, oh, pardon me with Bacarus, the younger, they assume that you can get him to step aside with like a pretty basic check. um, And uh, you can try to convince the guard to ignore Bakaris, the elder, with uh, like a DC 14 check. So it's pretty, it's pretty basic overall. They assume that, but I don't think they assume that you are going to like demolish him the way you did. That did cause a problem later because he ends up taking a contingent of guards. He manages to find a way to work his way into their graces. And that took a little bit of thinking, like, how can I make it so that they would have realistically believed him? after you guys demolished him publicly and uh money's an easy example that he gave them Mm -hmm. gifts like he managed to smuggle out a good amount of money with him or made them promises or something like that right like there has to be a logical reason for everything and or or an emotional reason yeah uh
2: on the subject of uh um i uh could see a lot of parties uh Finding ways to get rid of him before both of them, (laughs) before uh permanently, before getting to this stage. How would you have handled that if uh we had just been like, hey, nope, you know what? He's dead. Let's let's do a murder. Yeah, yeah, let's let's go do a murder. murder. How, How would you have handled that?
0: For one, I'm glad you guys aren't like that. Um we're gonna talk about this in a little bit. Be you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna break into this right now because it's thematic, and that's you can play this module however you want. I also want to say that as we're diving into this dissection, um, this is how we run the module. This is not prescribing how you have to do it. You can play this game however you want, okay? We're a bunch of Dragonlance fans, so we're kind of approaching it like, how would this be written into a Dragonlance book? And sure, there are darker ones, but if you're going with, like, the Chronicles, everybody's pretty heroic. They're not going to stab somebody in the back of the middle of the night. I mean, Raiceland might, and Kitiara definitely would, Uh, but most of the cast.
5: can hold the the weapon
0: up, right, I was going to say. Raiceland would have some machination where where Karaman would do it and then be like, later would find out that it was a murder and would freak out. Yeah, that's how it would be. Um, I knew you guys wouldn't. You might rough him up. You might try to challenge him to a duel. You would try to freak him out more than anything because you're trying to play heroes in this. And I've noticed that tone is something that a lot of tables struggle with, with this module. I, I'm on a lot of Dragonlance groups, and I like to see what other people are doing in their games. And I kept seeing one, um, or a couple of different things from Vogler, where people were like, Hey, I ran Vogler, and it was so visceral. Like, I had a little content warning here for for some 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 uh very edgy stuff but like making sure like my players could hear the sound of like children dying and things like that in the background of ogler and i'm like that's a little far like i get the i get the the want to make them very wrathful at the dragon army i think that that pushes the tone too far and i think that depopulating people, dehoming homing people. Um, I think it is much more effective to take parents away from children um, because that is a disempowering feeling because then somebody has to take care of those kids on the other side. You have to take the kids somewhere safe and then someone has to take care of the kid rather than you just have like a vengeance spree. Right. Um, and I just... I think that it's very important to watch the tone of, of your games and make sure that that is the Dragonlance you want to tell. Uh, luckily, y'all are pretty on base with me about this and uh, don't want to do things that are particularly monstrous or malicious. That said, uh, if you killed both of the Bacaruses, I don't think that the Maja would miss them that much. There are <laughs> some places where their effects and their their presences um, are, are strongly felt. Uh, but there at the end of the day, a clever DM can slide somebody else in. It would be just as easy to slide in, um, say, uh, uh, not, not Javik. That's the bunny girl from, um, from Witchlight. <laughs> uh, but if you wanted to have somebody else take control of the, um, uh, of the contingent that rides off and then has to go get rescued, have Jav do it. Or Jaev do it. Yeah, it is. Um, if you don't want to have him be an assassin because it's an optional, they they totally let you decide whether or not Jaev is evil or not. I went with yes. Um, but if uh, you decide that he is not evil, he could just be consumed with anger after watching Cudgel um, go down in combat. Mm, yeah. Maybe he's just a hothead, right? Like there are a lot so... of ways...
3: How much so it's interesting hearing that they gave you this choice for JV.
5: Yeah,
0: do you want to hear what they choice. gave you? How?
3: Yeah, um, I'd love to just hear about
5: before like you, for... before you before you get into that. I, I wanted hmm. to just add something to the idea of please. of war and this whole setting we're in. Um because to me, um death in war is easy. Yes. Everything else that comes with war is the hard part. And so portraying the hard stuff the displacement the you know all of that stuff packs a bigger punch than simply death
0: right and i think yeah. that when you are looking at some of those consequences we talked about it on our session 0 that there would be no 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 sexual violence for example because it's 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 an easy extreme to add to games that doesn't really benefit it's like
3: also it doesn't fit the vibe this is dragon this is like it this is like yeah eighties action fantasy or Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah. that stuff is not yeah. in those books and movies. Like that's just not something. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a definite part of history and a an actual part of war. Yeah. But not in a fantasy setting. It doesn't have to be. And not we
0: don't not in this, at least like it could or be at least in it Game doesn't Thrones. have to be
3: at the forefront. It can
5: be yeah.
0: like
3: back there where we're
5: not really paying seeing attention. It necessarily. The things
4: you show can imply a greater darkness than the things you
0: you don't show and and that's like i said it's your table everybody at the table is on board for it to be game of thrones set on crin do it that's that's great if your table enjoys that you're you are correct in doing that so don't think that we're we're saying you're wrong this is just our table and this is what we're presenting the world we're also doing this through a streaming medium and anything that we do on camera is on camera and uh i'm not necessarily wanting to explore those type of plots um, and Twitch in and a,
3: YouTube might have something to say about that too. I bit. mean, I not like it too. as much.
0: So, <laughs> um, here are the options for Jaev. Okay. Uh, assassination. Jaev is a neutral evil bandit captain who was bought off by the Dragon Army. Uh, Becklin sent Jaev to warn the villagers that the defense failed and not to wait for the defenders. Uh, and as Jaev fled, he saw Becklin being captured. Um... Uh, Becklin and Kudgel orchestrated a retreat from the Dragon Army, um, and Jaev was sent off. Uh, and then Jaev was separated from Vogler's defenders, knows the specifics of her last battle, and recovered her helmet. So those are the mm-hmm. options. Like basically, he was bought off or he wasn't. And then what was his yeah. position in the combat, right? Um, I thought it better if he took a bribe, um, because then I could have him try to assassinate Kalara later. Uh, for some money because i feel that being a cleric puts a target on your head and this especially a clark a target that's not aligned with uh with you know the dragon queen mm-hmm. um okay so nice. going through the m- module uh so you meet with the, c- the council they basically are like uh you know winston dar winston garvey where they like you know hey there's oh, winston garvey preston garvey preston garvey uh there's another settlement needs your help Type of thing, uh sending you out on quests. You go meet with the mage, uh, because Wyan is just such a jerk and a lover. Um, you meet with Darit. Um, that pretty much goes as planned. Then what happens is you get your first mission. You're sent off to go acquire uh Rookledust. Uh so you may get out there. There are a number of encounters that can show up during the way. Most of them are non-combat. Um in fact, they're they're all non-combat unless you make them combat but like you see some bandits going by that are like heading to join up with the army because they pay and you know what regular pay is better than robbing farmers uh there is a kender that is uh asking about dragons i combined a couple of them for ease of operations and then you make it out to rookle dust workshop And uh, it is this basically her house and there is the middle of this like clockwork chaos thing where all of the effects are kind of attacking and like um, she's like throwing like robot chickens at people. Um, I created the milkshake cow. That was me. (laughs) I knew you did. That was yeah, me being stupid. You it, guys that had
5: Kelly written all over
0: it.
3: Yeah, that, that was not a module. I would be, I would have been shocked. I would have been like shocked if they the module thought of that.
4: He stayed I... in character so perfectly for that very odd situation.
3: Yep. Yeah. And then Riz had it, to it go hurts. and suck on those those teats, man.
0: It brings all the candor to the yard. Um Yay. Did anybody have any? So then the far gab. You get the far gab. Dust goes back with you. Um, that that part of the module is fine. Um, it's good to know where the, the robotic dragon breath thing comes from, but I think that a lot of players would probably go, well, why don't you just make a bunch of those for us?
3: Well, that's what we are trying to do. That's what we did that, right?
0: Yeah. She is a staunch pacifist and will refuse to do it if she knows what it's going to be used for. Um, but. That said, I can imagine people using intimidation, coercion, or magic to try mm-hmm. to convince her otherwise, um, which could be difficult for you. So be prepared for that. Um, if she does end up making some, or they manage to convince her with a really high DC on multiple persuasion checks, that, hey, wouldn't it be worth like hurting some people to protect a bunch of innocent people? Make it expensive. Maybe she gets like, one of those for each gate of Calaman or it takes a really long time to make. They take a long time to make a lot of iron, a lot of moving parts, brass gizmos. Mm -hmm. Maybe it takes a year to make one. I mean, maybe give them one, give them one and say like, I got, I made one real quick, but like, you know, and you can make some fun scenes where people are like, well, if you make one, we can just make a prototype and then other people can make it. But for some reason, if gnomes aren't making it, it doesn't work well or it explodes right i mean you could
3: definitely have the the whole like um like with with gun backfiring thing like if you roll like one to five doesn't work it backfires and explodes in the person's face
0: oh wait till you hear some of the some of the rules i came up with for arcos and in that game yeah that's gonna be awful um so then after that you get her back and then you get a bunch of little fetch quests right? Uh, you are given those three little minor quests that, honestly, I was going to skip, but you guys seemed like you were kind of interested, and I wanted to pad it out um, as Chris was having his kid. So that was a good little buffer section to add in. Uh, and those are Ambush the Enemy. Uh, there's a farm ransacked by six Hobgoblin mercenaries. This feels very much like a retread of the previous uh, the Goblin fight from Rookle Dust. So it feels a little redundant. Use it if you want to. Try to flavor it a bit more. Uh, If anything, this is how you get players access to Red Dragon Army armor for infiltration next session. That is the point of the Ambushing the Enemy mission. Get them armor to go fight later or do an infiltration stormtrooper style. Uh, Next, there's a Draconian blockade ran by Baz Draconians and a Bozak Draconian. Um, They fight to the death. There's a bunch of food there. Basically, they've set up a blockade and they're, they're keeping food from reaching some of uh, Calaman. And then finally, uh, there is a missing scouts section where you go hunt down these scouts. Uh, they're tied to a tree in the center of a camp. You guys did not do this one because it, did, it didn't feel like you'd already done two at this point, and that seemed like plenty. Um, that uh, you go, uh, you fight a couple of Baz Draconians and a Capac Draconian. Um, and the, the capex are the flying ones that drop things on you just so you know the Bas draconians are the real basic ones that turn into petrified stone and and, and stone you um and then the bozak ones are remind me because i haven't actually used too many of them the bozak ones are ones that you haven't really come up against yet uh because they were not at either of the ones that you guys took care of um and then uh the last one is troops return And you meet Cudgel and the rest of the troops that survive, or minus Cudgel if Cudgel died in your game. Mm. Beyond that, uh, then you get ready for Wheel Watch Outpost, which I think we should dive into in depth. Uh, A couple of things before we begin. One of the things that all the players wanted to discuss is horses. Odds are, you will have horses in your game. This module is not designed for horses. (laughs) Uh, So, the warhorse rules in 5e are not great. So, I want everybody who is running this game to know, going into it, horses are going to mess you up. The rules are really basic, they're really simple, and they should be easy to understand, but they're so basic inside of the player's handbook, I find it easy to overcomplicate them in your head, because you think they must be more difficult than that. Right? The way it works is... A horse, uh, a non-intelligent, a uh, non-sentient mount, you spend half your movement to get on. Then, the horse acts simultaneously with with you. It has its movement speed. It may, as a bonus action, dash, disengage, or... um, Dash, disengage, or... It can dodge. dodge. So, you can make it do that thing as basically a free action. So, uh, what that means is, if you choose to... 15 feet on the horse 60 foot through a bunch of people using the horse to use the disengage action. So you don't get opportunity tax. Okay. 60 feet. I think it's movement speed is 60. So you're so 15 foot, 60 foot, 15 foot to hop off the horse. That's, that's literally what it does. If you don't take the disengage action, you can go 120 feet or so. Uh, if you use the dodge action, then the horse is not going to take damage. Um, if you're running through a space, uh, you could decide as a DM whether or not if the horse takes the disengage action, whether or not that applies to you as the rider, or if it just applies to the horse. Um, it's kind of a shrug. It's uh, Whatever you do, be consistent. Um, I would say, personally, uh, as just a generalized rule, if someone is riding through a space and the horse is taking disengage, that disengage would definitely work on foot soldiers but perhaps not unmounted combatants to protect you personally um you're already on an elevated platform uh if the horse is trying to dodge then you're probably safe or perhaps it works as the the dodge action for you
3: now question and this is for me as a as both a player and a upcoming new dm and horse girl the question of and this is the whole like this is where it gets into wondering about metagaming, where it's like, yep. okay, if I, if my horse takes the disengage action and runs, does that mean you knowing as the DM and as a DM, how would you split up your attacks evenly towards the horse and the player? Or like, I'm just curious how that kind of stuff kind of works in the head of like the mind of a DM, because also coming up is my kind of DM thing. Like, if you're running through a bunch of people, and you're like dividing up if they're going to attack the rider or the horse. I'm always curious what goes in the mind of the, of the DM for that. Because for me as a player, I'm going, well, what, who? if someone's riding by really fast, who would they actually go after? The, the horse or the, the person on the horse is kind of well, that think, interesting question.
0: I would say think about it from a fiction standpoint before a rule standpoint on that one. If you think that a goblin trooper, say like just a goblin foot soldier would Mm. attack the horse first attack the horse that said Mm. if the horse is using dodge or disengage it is a visible thing the horse is moving and swaying out of the way it's not just like suddenly has like a little like mario star blink and it just runs through right like it is a visual thing the horse is trying to to bob and weave so if the rider is an easier target and that's what it would look like like, it's not mm. like the play or like the, the not go, aha, oh no, I don't get an opportunity attack. It's you literally don't have the chance because they move so quickly, but maybe the friend does get an opportunity attack on them because they're not moving that quickly. Um, it's all in the blink of an eye. So it's, mm-hmm. if, if it is logical, it's logical. Now, if you can attack both of them, think of what is, what is more in tune to the character. If you are up against a bunch of hobgoblins, they're they are strategic. They are they are, uh, they are um, they're militaristic. Hobgoblins are a little less so in Dragonlance than in like Horde and D. But if you have a bunch of people coming at you on horseback, what you have to ask yourself is, what position are the hobgoblins in? Are they the overwhelming force? Maybe kill the guys and keep the horses then. You don't need that advantage right but if it's if it's a down and out skirmish and those horses are making a big difference maybe take the horses out alternatively uh if you're up against people who might be hungry you mm-hmm. kill the rider you kill the horse um you get you get food one way or the other um i would also suggest that anybody who gets kicked off of a horse uh for da- from damage uh take some damage because that that hurts
1: yeah, personally, I'd also consider, like, if it's goblins, how tall are goblins truly? And how tall is a warhorse going to be? It's going to be, like, 18 hands tall. That's freaking huge next to me as a person.
0: A goblin's if
1: a tall. goblin's only three feet tall or something, they ain't reaching the person on it. How Unless
2: tall they have are a goblins spirit. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, yes, if, uh, we're both. Like, yeah. like... That's why... It's... In- spearmen against horses are yeah great. take into account like <laughs> yeah. what kind of training like the intelligence of the monsters like uh or uh, things that are fighting them like if if you're like riding charging into a bunch of infantrymen who are trained with spears they're spears in the ground like probably waiting for that to 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 come in right like mm-hmm, mm-hmm
3: yeah thanks i'm just i'm just always curious i think i i know one of i think my issues as as a player when we were trying to figure out the whole horse debacle um mm. was me trying to get in my own metagaming head about putting my horse in danger kind of thing it was it was definitely an interesting thing going through my own head for that because it's it's so thank you for answering that because it's it's a very no good story
0: and so and there I are ways... I kind of
1: started that whole thing by being the one who was like. Oh well, there's a random horse near here, and I can't do much in a fight because mm-hmm. I'm the one helping. I'm gonna get on a horse to go save my brother. Mm-hmm. And, well, and Riz was one of the
3: Riz jumped on a person to stab them. Riz was like yeah. one of the first people on a horse because I was just literally like, I'm gonna jump on these people or jump over the fence wall because I'm a fucking kender dexterity bitches.
0: Um, the thing about horses that you should really be care of, really be careful of, um, is that a they're really easy to steal they're really profitable to steal so you have to make sure that you like keep them checked in at the castle you know put them in the four four seasons um and uh the rules are really really basic which is frustrating because i can see players looking up warhorse stats and then being like oh well my warhorse has a kick attack why can't it just use its kick attack well you're not trained to use the kick attack cuz they don't address it inside of the mounted combat rules they the, the warhorse gets to defend itself uh but you see the problem here um
3: i think that's the weird part because like if you were bad guys would the war horses get a thing like the reverse way because didn't we get
1: kicked and stuff but But that's them being trained but those are soldiers trained with their war horse they know how to signal it to do that we don't know how we never trained with the war horse this
5: this is this is my fundamental unless argument you're an elf against against rules as written not against dragonlance yep. and against how we've done mm-hmm. it but yep. against rules as written because montu combat rules are stupid they're, um, they're not the best you should,
0: throw them out going, if, Make your if
5: own. you have a mount and you have a trained warhorse you should be able to use its attack that is my personal opinion, but Dragonless doesn't allow it. So that's just that. So,
0: <laughs> so here's the deal if you want to make co- mounted combat rules real easy, I would say that if your horse is in a combat and is threatened, then your horse can also use its attack, it can also use opportunity attack rules, especially if something runs behind it. Okay. <laughs> Which might be the good guys. It might be no. the good guys.
5: Yeah. And I'd honestly Probably like a goblin. Let's say I was running, maybe not the Dragonlance module, but like mm-hmm. a war scenario with a warhorse and and whatnot. I would probably be like, "Oh, you're you're not a trained soldier." But yeah, you can use your, your war horse's attack. You might have to make a uh, like some sort of ride athletics type check to see if you stay on your freaking horse.
6: <laughs> because because that's the,
3: why the, one I wanted really to start. in downtime was to to like learn how to ride a horse so that maybe she might eventually unlock have an using phase. those. <laughs> yeah, Attunement?
4: Attune exactly. your horse?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would like to attune my horse. I like,
4: I like that. I know
1: how to ride yeah. but I couldn't get on a horse that is trained like a war horse and expect mm-hmm. to stay on it while it was kicking and attacking shit like yes, there's no freaking way
0: <laughs> yeah it just so uh, freaking complicated um yep there are many <laughs> i'm sorry what's up cal oh I, I was gonna say i i have an ultimate
4: uh fix for all of this so that your players don't want to use the horses Make it so for them to handle the horse without having to make a check and falling off every single action. Make a feat. Yeah. Nobody will want to
0: take a feat just for horses. That's not true. Yes. That well, is if they not do, true.
6: They
5: get
0: the reward. I made I made or, a feat but, for for but mech combat and players... bought three of them.
2: <laughs> I I have yeah. actually been considering taking mounted combat. <laughs> but
0: then
6: yeah, the I was players. looking at I was,
0: yeah,
2: I was
3: looking at that it. too. I was looking at that too because then because Brazier is like. I've been wanting to, like, jump on and off her as, like, the horse being, like, super, like, the sneaky acrobatic Kender was kind of, like, my thing. But it's, like, man, using half my movement as as a Kender who wants to go, like, in and out, it's, like, yeah, that doesn't make sense for for my, my character's decision. So, it's, like, yeah, I've also been looking at Mountain Combated as well for a feat next.
0: No, next no I, I, I but would say. The
3: combatant
5: doesn't help. It doesn't help, really. Mm, like, it's not as... At it. con- Yeah, it's not as good as we want it to be. That's the problem.
0: This is the problem. People want real world combat, but it's 5e mechanics, which are really boiled down. And especially coming from previous editions, like, you know, 3.5 or Pathfinder, where the mounted combat rules are significantly more more robust. um, It is a bit of a letdown. So um, I don't want to dwell on this too long, but just know your players have access to horses almost immediately. And you will have to understand these basic rules. And you're going to have players that if you're playing D&D, Odds are you've got at least one horse person at your table, or at least one person who likes military combat, okay? You're going to have to explain to them why the horse rules aren't good. And if you agree to house rules, you will have to make sure that they are not going to make your party invincible or the enemy invincible, okay? This is extra stuff for you to take care of. So just be aware of that going in. We decided to stick to the basic rules, and I informed the players point blank that going forward, the horses are not going to be with you as much because you're going to have more, a lot more wheel watch outpost style missions where you have to go in on foot. The players went okay and kind of just agreed to it because at a certain point, you have to be honest with them. And well, be like, well, guys. I mean, don't... It,
3: it, it's totally fine. Like it's just the fact that like the scenarios for the side quests were all like go 20 miles and it's like why the fuck not would we like that's fair take a horse and get there fast and then we like ride up to something in combat and it's like okay i'm gonna just ride into combat because you have a fast fast speed together so it's like yeah it made sense it's like yeah going forward yeah if there's not horses i don't care it's been fun it's been cool to like jump on jump on and off horses in combat because that's like very much the like legolas you know Right. In I my just head. liked it
1: to sit in the back, be high up, and ability to get, like, GTFO if they started coming at me, <laughs> instead of, like, standing there and having to get closer and closer to combat and have more and more likelihood of becoming the captured damsel.
0: Right. Anyway, so that's enough about horses right now. Uh, there are a lot of things you could do. People in the chat are suggesting, oh, maybe you could buy features from Cavalier. Sure, you could turn that into a feat real easy you could use actually even include it with one of the uh uh one of the the dragon lance feats you get it first and fourth sure why not you could um uh, just
5: be consistent yeah, it's it's mostly just that there's no way there's no feat currently at rules as written that allows you to access the horse's attack while you ride it that's it there's the is no feat that it. allows
2: i you think to the do that. uh the best the thing there you were... could do if somebody wants to do that like with the rules as they are is get them to take the martial adept uh feet uh and give them commander's rally so that they can use their bonus action to give the horse an attack
3: there
5: you the go, horse counts as an ally yeah. sure
2: yeah yeah there we yeah. go that's just yeah but I'm but yeah thinking. It's
5: just for the all of the suggestions that are coming in it's like yeah these these are great things these are good great suggestions. they're not yeah they're great they're suggestions. Not in the they don't allow us to do what we were talking about
0: so but yeah. but like write it down be consistent Make sure your players all follow the same rules. That's all I would suggest. And for the love of for the love of yourself, don't make the rules so complex because you are going to have to run these things with like 15, 20 combatants at a time sometimes. And if the players create something that is way too good for them, they're gonna be surprisingly upset when it's turned on them about half the time. Not always, but about half the time, they'll be, well, that's not fair. It's like, well, you've been using it on me, buddy. So so long as make sure that it's equitable well, that's at the table
2: fair. Turnaround is always oh
0: fair. yeah. Th- and the that's day my rule. When day you guys day. ask for a house rule, I'm like, okay, but I get to do it too.
4: Yep.
3: Well, yeah. Well yep, it's like we get we, get we get upset when we like botch a save and we get double damage, but also you I mean, botch saves and get double damage. It's great. It team, happens. So
0: I like, roll yeah, saves like, way like, more, saves. more often than you guys.
3: Yeah. Oh, I know. I <laughs>
0: know. Or if you look, it's still in your than PCs. where we had a
5: host rule and I did stupid number of successes. Um Kelly, at some point, I expect a a opponent in Mage to have a specialty in a sphere and be able to roll stupid.
0: (laughs) It's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely gross. Also, the the last thing I will say about horses is when you're using animal handling, please remember that the the ability mods that are put there are suggestions, not hard and fast rules. According to the player's handbook, you can absolutely it's Chris Charisma uh, animal handling or Wisdom animal handling. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's Wisdom. Or wisdom, charisma, i
3: believe is it no, either wisdom, way it doesn't matter
0: you can make it charisma you can make it dexterity you can make it strength and animal handling where you're trying to wrestle a pig like these these you can make it anything you want and the weirder combinations are always my favorite i love strength plus arcana to break open a magic seal okay <laughs> yeah like you should always be able to adjust these these are not hard and fast they are just the most general to help players learn the system, and that's in the core book. It's in the player's handbook where it says that you can mod, mod those out. So please have fun with your game. Okay, let's touch on Wheel Watch Outpost. So Wheel Watch uh, Outpost, you need to get to Wheel Watch Outpost. You need to retake it. Okay, here is the problem with Wheel Watch Outpost. Okay, the problems with this module uh, and Wheel Watch Outpost are as follows: One, this is a fortress, meaning that it should be defensible. Two. Uh, there are two gates, one at the north, one at the south that you need to open. Uh, three, the module assumes that you are going to get into some combat there. Uh, in fact, point blank, uh, there is a dragonel inside of the stable. This dragonel shows up uh, according to the module is written when it is dramatic. It also shows up <laughs> earlier, apparently, if your kender goes inside the stable to hide from a riot that they've started and then triggers it half a combat earlier than expected. So thanks I very much. I feel like
3: that was very
0: dramatic. It was great. It was so much fun. Okay. So it was funny because you also if... told
3: us about that. You told us and I totally had forgotten about that. I was like, I'm going to go hide in here. Oh, shit. Um,
0: so um, I didn't tell you there was a egg in there.
3: You said oh you no you said someone we overheard a conversation about oh yeah the 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 commanders down there with their their mount or something
0: Oh something like yeah, that. Mount. Yeah, I guess. I was well, like I didn't tell that you that. too much away No it's So true. um so here's the deal the the problems with this are that you've got you've got people on watchtowers basically doing circuits okay so you got to sneak up Um I have received so many incredibly pedantic comments on YouTube and I'm not going to name names, but if you left a pedantic, here's the deal. The people, uh, I received a lot of comments that were like, oh, you made a bunch of mistakes running this. And a lot of people were like, but it was still a lot of fun. Thank you very much for, for the lot of fun. Um, he, uh, the m- mistake that I made when running is I forgot that there's a section that says how easy it is to climb the walls. That's literally it. I, I skipped that page. Everything else was a conscious choice. Uh, for example, um, did you know That winches exist. Winches are are, are (laughs) automatic counterweight (laughs) systems. And the way that this this module is written is you're supposed to open one of the gates from the inside. You have to unlock it. And then you use the controls. Now, as written, the controls work as follows. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The gates. um, Reinforced wooden gates can be opened or closed only by the gate controls nearest them. They are described in the module as portocollises not specifically at the gate section, but they are listed as porticoli. They're not really gates otherwise, because gates do this for the most part. Um, It's not a drawbridge, because they would list a drawbridge. So it is a porticolis. A porticolis can be a form of gate. So boom. Um, They're huge objects. Okay, to open the gates, you have to open the gate controls using one of the three gate keys or a thieves tools check. Once unlocked, the winch on the controls moves freely. It takes one minute to fully open or close the gates. Okay, that can be read one of two ways. Either the winch controls means that you they move freely, meaning that you have no problem moving them, and thus spend one minute pulling on a crank. Or you can do the thing that is more fun for A, a stream, and B, anyone playing a damn game, where it is an automatic thing, like a garage door opener, which... I'm not saying garage door openers existed in the in the fantasy medieval era, but winches sure as hell did. And, and you basically counterweights,
6: counterweights,
3: counterweights <laughs> yeah. they've
0: existed since ancient Greece. I have a classics degree. Trust me. Um like also, We've had what, counterweights. What player,
3: since... what player wants to be the one person that sets out the entire fucking combat and is just going. A minute is 10
0: rounds, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, so yeah. we
3: didn't even go that we did 30 seconds of,
0: I, of so, saying, I, I, someone like... left me a comment that a little while ago that said "Um, they were so pedantic about winches they said if you want an example of what winches are like watch the D&D movie meanwhile at the D&D movie I literally turned over because there's a winch in there where they pull a lever and the door works and I go hey A winch, huh? (laughs) Because (laughs) that's how winches work, guys. But then I had someone try to say that I was wrong because that's how winches work. Guys, that's what happened in the module. Riz went up, pulled a lever. It's sort of going, or actually, because of a counterweight. That was a conscious choice. It's a much more fun way to run your game. Otherwise, you have a player who has to set up the entire combat, and that is not what D&D is about.
2: And that combat was pretty... uh pretty uh well, tight yeah too. that was
0: it was a good combat it was a yeah. good that was so
2: nice. that uh would have been uh I, I think that would have been quite a different story if we were down a player the also other yeah, major to, choice to that Kelly. I, oh sorry go ahead please please defend me i'd love it please. oh <laughs> be my um, white knight
4: isn't it isn't it more interesting if you push the the lever one way and it starts guh, 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 opening and you go off and maybe an enemy runs up. And now pushes it back down. It still only goes up or down by one. That's what we did. Uh, the guy went and pulled round. the lever back. Oh, I
6: was so pissed. I, I mean. was so
3: pissed and at Kelly that entire thing because the game was going literally nowhere. I loved riz would pull the lever. An <laughs> enemy pull the lever. riz would kill that person. Pull the lever. But I love it. It's and tug of I, war like at that, that point.
4: It's so much fun rather yeah. than just <laughs> more <laughs> interesting than it debil- oh, yeah. than um like being at a disadvantage. Like sitting there, like doing this yeah. while everyone's like taking pot shots on at you and you're
3: yeah you lose yeah, your Dex the back and forth is way
4: more fun that, that's that's fun yeah
0: i yeah. i wanted it to be like an action dangerous. movie like like i wanted it to feel like indiana jones where it was like
3: it was such a good combat like the, the, like it was such a long combat but it went by like that like it was such a fun thing
0: here is the other thing though that i deliberately changed uh, actually there are two things i deliberately changed beyond this that i suggest you may consider in your in your own the first is a definition um and that is is a L, which is large dragon on on its little write up is it a dragon okay the reason this is important is dragon army soldiers and officers have advantage on all attack rolls when they can see a dragon that is allied to them which would mean that the what 13 uh let's see eight soldiers plus i think it's about 13 or 14 in the entire base all have advantage on all of their attacks (laughs) if that dragon l is out and if that dragon l gets triggered what's that and they did fight like extra fire damage. And they do extra fire damage. So they have so much extra wow. damage output that they can do if they can see this. My decision was a dragon elf does not count as a dragon. Maybe it counts as a dragon to the rider. But to everybody who can see it, that is like saying that I, I am a member of the wolf tribe. We fight with the strength of the wolf. And whenever I see a wolf that is on my side, I gain advantage from its ferocity. I also gain advantage from poodles and chihuahuas. Like this is this is the difference. It's not a dragon. A dragonelle is to a dragon as a poodle, like a like a miniature poodle, is to a wolf. I love so you know, that. You know, on, on the game. other pretty hand, it's ferocious
2: though. It's pretty ferocious. Yeah. For oh devil, no. Totally.
3: Playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. The, they did say that this module is supposed to be super rough on the players so that is a technique to make it super fucking rough on us
0: it is and if you want to do that that's fine
3: it is yeah
0: that was my choice was was during the combat i looked at that i'm like you know maybe not maybe not maybe not um especially because there are going to be other times where dragons are going to be there and you guys are going to be in a pickle because there's a dragon and these guys are fanatics The fanaticism of the soldiers is something else that DM should address. This is a side issue because it means that I had somebody who had recently recruited uh, to the cause surrender. They were not a fanatic yet, in my opinion. Uh, I rolled randomly on a D20 um, a high or low check to see what their fanaticism was. and I rolled like a three or something like that. So I was like, okay, they're still like not worth dying over. I'll be a prisoner of war. I literally know nothing I can offer you aside Uh. from, you know, Um, But at a certain point, the combat goes on so long that it is an executive call as a DM whether or not the few remaining troops are going to fight to the death and draw out the combat to the point where it is no longer fun for the players because everybody is tired. It's been a six-hour session. It is your job as a dungeon master to monitor the vibe at the table. And if all of your players are still up and there's like two of their guys still left who are pretty badly wounded... It is fine to have them surrender. Not everybody fights to the death. Not everybody is is like a death cult fanaticist, or maybe they are. It's your game, okay? The last change that I made was uh, using one of our house rules. Uh, the uh, the civac draconian uh, botched an attack roll on Razira, which meant or no that was not it. It was uh, the civac Cal- draconian was in combat. The dragonel botched. I believe due to silvery barbs, right?
3: Yes. Yes. You would, you were going to hit me. Cal, silver, Sil- or or silvery barbs, the dragon out and the dragon botched that silvery barbs.
0: So, so here's the deal. Civec. uh, a civic draconian. They're, they're the ones that are corrupted silver dragon eggs. Okay. Um, they're, their death throws because all dry uh, draconians have death throws. Um, I chose not to do his death throws because Sivak Draconian death throes are not cool. Like, they're not written well. Uh, and they are as follows. When a draconian, when this Draconian is reduced to zero hit points by a creature that is large or smaller, which would have applied for the Dragon Owl, uh, the Draconian crumbles to dust and then forms a spectral shrieking image of the creature that killed it. This lasts for one minute. Each of the, Dracon- the creatures hostile to the Draconian within 10 feet must succeed a DC 14 wisdom save or be frightened for one minute. The frightened creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of their turn. Um,
2: yeah. It, it, maybe I'm wrong and misremembering this. In in the, the books, yep. don't they turn like, shape change into the person that killed them? Physically, yes. Yeah okay all right sorry so basically yeah you're right exactly right
0: so they changed it um so they take the form of the killer so they basically if you kill one they turn into you for i think it's three days before they crumble to dust so that anybody who finds the body you you can get this cool scene where somebody goes up and he goes we know of the face of the one who killed them right and now they know what you look like and they're gonna get you right that's creepy as hell um in this one uh, its head got eaten. Um, so the body could have turned into it, just didn't really seem like it fit, right? So I kind of glossed over because I'm like, this this would be kind of dumb and weird. Um, so um, I chose not to do it. Also, I hate that write up. I hate the shrieking ghost form. I think it's dumb. So I it I chose you to- out
4: of the the reality and moves it into like, there's so much to deal with. Adding a ghost is like, Ooh, and now there's a ghost and it looks like, uh, Razira and it has yeah. all the same stats. And it's so, like, oh.
0: <laughs> so my, my changes are that it's now uh civic draconians are medium sized creatures. If you kill them, so if a medium sized creature or smaller kills one, they shape shift into that. It also does it for humanoids. Okay. Uh, large-sized... You know what? If, if it was a large-sized humanoid or giant, maybe it would work as well, but it's there to act as a deterrent to player characters. Player characters are going to be medium-sized or small-sized on the most... For the most part. You might have some... I can see someone running a game where, like, a small-sized or tiny-sized fairy might be played, but that would be kind of weird for Dragonlance. Still could happen. Um, even minotaurs are medium-sized. So, um that that's my large range medium is a very large well and the reason that then 5e you don't have large-sized characters for the most part is because then you get the opportunity and reach areas increased oh because they take up multiple right right and yes peppermint warlock a rune knight fighter that can grow to be tarrasque size yes that definitely could be a case (laughs) um it would probably just turn into a medium-sized version of them. Uh, But that is my change for that. Civec Draconians, they emulate a humanoid form um, or a medium-sized form if your characters are not humanoids. Um, And then it's just basically like the corpse turns into a carbon copy for purposes of revenge. It doesn't give them the frightened condition, although I can see you doing the frightened condition of it as a creep-out factor, but the shrieking ghost is weird don't do it like just, just, I don't like it personally. You might love it. You might think that it's a great thing. Shrieking ghosts, not my thing. Um, uh, so that is what I changed about this. Um, did you guys, what was your opinion so far on, on wheel watch and the, the events that led up to wheel watch? I want to get your, I want to get your input.
2: I, I, I... Sorry, I, I, I liked it. Um, I, I really enjoyed the, the wheel watch fight um, and how we bet about it. I liked the, like, hey, you know what? Uh, we have this plan. Oh no, somebody's doing something not part of the plan. And like, I, I enjoyed uh, uh, the fight and how it went down. Um, I didn't know that they changed the Civac thing. Uh, I'm trying to think about like why they might have done that. And I can see on a more combat focused game that having a direct impact more so than um the um than the like the shape-changing thing and that's but i'm trying to be like well you know is it my nostalgia or, or whatnot like just kind of there but that's part of this thing for me is the nostalgia so i i do like the uh the changes that were made and uh um yeah i i, I found that fight was uh quite challenging uh as it as it was already um so i I think that uh, it was it was great
0: cool I'm glad um I think that I think the changes worked but um did anybody have any questions about like or any opinions on like the the missions before in Calaman or any of that any any of that feel weird or that you wanted to comment on I'm, I'm curious
6: I
5: mean I uh, like in terms of the whole fleshing out of Calaman thing and kind of glossing over some of that um felt to me and i don't know if this was just a me in character thing or a general vibe but it was like we needed to be doing things and then we were kind of in town and it was like you know we don't really need to be doing town stuff we need to be doing war stuff we need to be dealing with Mm -hmm. this war right and just kind of the moving stuff forward um which is why like at one point, I think Hazel's just like I don't know what I'm doing in this town. Like I want to go do war stuff, <laughs> right?
0: Fair. But I love I think the Will,
5: the the outpost fight. It was great. It was, it was real good.
0: And there's there's yeah. a lot of ways that you can like infiltrate or go up against things, right? So
3: I'm just liking the world a lot and the world building being done. Um, I think again, this is where it comes down to the difference between running from a stream and entertainment perspective versus a table thing i would love i would have loved to like do all of the side missions with this cast at a table because i think mm. it, we, we we mesh so much and it's just a such a fun group to do this with i loved the interactions because this is one of the more out of the box thinking groups that that we've had like so i think i i love the, the the banter and the talking and the the way we do stuff that it it's kind of fun I really enjoyed doing that and I really enjoyed watching everyone's scenes with um was Lord Lord Bakaris was the 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 side quest right yeah before we got that was um that's the battle of Steel
0: Springs so that's immediately after we haven't got there yet
3: immediately after okay but yes um like doing stuff i like yeah it kind of depends during the performance aspect versus the the playing aspect i think that's the kind of yeah it's a hard balance to fit and i think we did a pretty Mm -hmm. good job at that i just i i enjoyed the little side quests personally um i liked i like doing them because i thought it was was very cute i love the the goblins were fun because it's always
0: fun to just murder goblins it's always fun to murder goblins it's unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> goblin rights goblin rights I, and goblin lefts
2: i i like i like the um the solutions that uh, you were allowing like uh um i, I definitely felt that uh that whole uh, thing just back to wheel watch there there was a lot of like uh no you can't do that there were there wasn't any no you can't do that it was yes but or like yeah okay like let that on like the um I forget what spell it was, but the one that to make the handholds to climb over, um, yeah. like uh, with all the plants on the wall, like uh, mm. I know I, I can't think of the name. Sorry, I'm tired. Plant, uh, plant growth, or... growth. I think it's yeah. plant growth. You just and had a just kid, like, dude. No, you're allowed to be tired. It, it it doesn't do that. Like it doesn't do that. But you were like, yeah, you know what? Let's like, yeah, you use the spell. Do that. Like like that's that's fucking awesome. And I, I love I... that kind of stuff. Uh, because to me that like a lot of the spells they are um I I and I do love. I do love things being like this, does this, this, does this, this, does this. But in especially in a a medium like this, where we're on stream, having the creative thing is really following the rule of cool and allowing like at least some discourse or discussion, allowing things like that. So, um, like, uh, that's that is something that, uh, like, that moment in particular really stood out on me as something that I was just like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. i I like uh,
3: i think kelly you do it where sometimes like to do something maybe out of the box or like slightly off of what the spell actually says you you make an arcana roll and it's like yeah this is something different but let's see how good you are with your magic to be able to kind of twist what the spell should allow. And I think that's a great solution to doing maybe, okay, I want to, I want to tweak the rules as, as Jen says, I want to do, I want to insert a little bit of mage into D D because it's like, yeah, I want to tweak the spell a little bit. How can I do this? And I think it's a very D D solution to be like, okay, just make a roll and see if you, you actually have the knowledge of how to twist your own magic to achieve the goal that you want
0: well and i think that i think there is a certain latitude that needs to be taken with spellcasting because if, for example if you can cast firebolt it's a cantrip right can you use that to light candles and not can you do a tiny firebolt why why not why like it's can yeah. you use it to cook food in not well but yes um can you use
2: it to light a light not a fire a
5: lot of precision
2: <laughs> yeah right but well like
5: make everything well done and you're great <laughs> yeah
0: i think part and I of think the thing
2: that... is that um uh, that a lot of the game rules for 5e is indeed has been for quite a long time in, in my opinion a very combat focused game mm-hmm. so like a lot of the spells and whatnot like then there are some that are just utility but uh, there's a vast majority of them are very combat focused and you let there be non-combat Focused uh, like yeah. ways to use them as just a little like I mean it doesn't it doesn't really affect the game like or mm-hmm. the balance of the game if you're like yeah you know what you have got fireball you can light a candle with that kind of just like a little like whoosh and do that and uh, why not so it but uh, exactly why not and it's just cool it's, I'm waiting for
0: Orontiros to use uh, heat metal on a cast iron skillet to make like a fish fry
4: you know what's funny after the um, the way I so. Kelly seen the sheets. Uh, I'm leaning more into the elf magic than like what is necessarily good, and the speak to plants, speak to animals, plant growth. Those aren't those aren't people's most popular uh, spells to choose, right? You're and rocking like, it. Fireball does how much? And I'm like looking at fireball, and I'm like, no, no, plant growth, right? Because like I've been playing him as someone who values life, and and is figuring out not everything is like not not the the world doesn't um the world isn't a whole bunch of elves that live forever that like play wistful flute music in the trees um <laughs> uh and everything's like fun and uh, a good moment was the no 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 don't kill the the dragon elf oh no no like we even mm. with the uh the commander when mm. he had uh, the sword to his neck, and he's like, don't, don't. And uh, he said that very intimidating like thing before he like went down. And when I used uh talk with animals to talk to the Dragonelle and the dragon was like, the, the skies will turn red with the blood of the innocent. And I'm like, oh, I guess evil does exist. Well, OK, maybe we can kill some of these guys. That's yeah. fun. It's not mechanically like the best, right? To like hold mm-hmm. your turn to like let them give up, but I mean I'm I'm trying to play Dragonlance, not D D. <laughs> and right. and the, there is there's the there like a spiritual difference. Yeah. There yeah. really is. And and it yeah. feels like uh not saying anything like bad against like the system because the system has to exist so that you feel there are at odds otherwise you're just a bunch of people storytelling <laughs> <Yeah>. um which <laughs> which, which we are but <laughs> um but the the it's more fun to be like oh like the elf you know makes the ivy grow as if it were uh as if three months in the summer went by in an instant
0: and then climbs Mm -hmm. it right that's yeah that's cool yeah that's more it's real cool that's that's fun it's elfy. so uh other things that we went through um where we did the battle at steel springs i don't have very many um very many personal notes on the battle at steel springs it's pretty basic you show up you fight some guys you run like hell um the only thing i would suggest for a storytelling perspective is to make it obvious that staying and fighting is dumb and the goal is not to rush in and kill all the guys it's to kill the guys that are right there so that you can run away. Um, I think
3: it's a good, it's a good tool, uh, to use to kind of remind players that running away is always an option because it's so hard to not just want to power through because you're supposed to be the heroes. So I think that's a very good, like, Hey, idiots. you may want to power through and kill all these people? Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and then, uh, with that, the whole point is getting back and then having the scene uh, with uh, Bakaris. And I don't think that Bakaris was supposed, the, the way he's written, he's not supposed to be encountered as much as you guys did. You're not supposed to be able to put that much effect into him. But you guys role played it. And that's more important that you, the players get a hold of him and start peeling back his layers. And I think that it's important to humanize a bit. Um, he's a stuffy, arrogant, noble, and may return to being one someday. But I think that you have, have definitely softened him up a bit by, by showing some of the, the wrong action that he has taken. I think it's really important. So give your players a chance to really role play with that. Um, let them beat him up. Um, Derek will pull him, will pull them off of him if they do start to like bludgeon him because that's not the right action, according to a Salamnic Knight. So, you know, let him have some fun. Maybe don't let him kill him. Maybe not. Maybe try to, try not to. Um, besides yeah, honestly, that, the- everyone
3: did such a good job that, like, I was like, uh, Razira is ready to have words. And I was just like, needs a play. I'm like, I I, 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 there's, I don't want, everything has been done so perfectly and so harshly i i, I as a, a player and an actor i'm like i I'm, there's nothing i'm gonna add and this is like it, this was like y'all had role played so hard it was amazing i was just like okay Razors just gonna be silent because wasn't all of
4: that more interesting than um seeing if we could go and like fight more people in that creek map like yeah. <laughs> right oh, yeah, uh, another totally. interesting thing from that is oh the enemies have horses uh what would what would we do in a real oh all of these soldiers are hurt or tired or like whatever let's give them the horses to escape on
6: Mm -hmm. right and just like little
4: things like that made that how do we salvage (laughs) this as best we can and but not also let more people die um Mm. i like that because we're playing like people that are aware of their mortality rather than the well the dm wouldn't give us an encounter that we can't we can't just smash through right
0: yes they would Um,
4: exactly that's
5: the point (laughs) we will you don't win everything sometimes you have
0: to run (laughs) yeah and i the, the one suggestion i have for the battle at steel springs is um, perhaps instead of the battlefield events occurring at initiative count zero, also have them occur at count 10 because they give you eight options here and they're particularly juicy. So combat's going to be over pretty quick if your players are a full cast uh, of four or five. Maybe maybe do two because they're more dramatic that way. Chris, did you want to throw something
2: in? Oh, um, uh, just, uh, I, I actually want to just go back to something really quickly. I I think it's so good to add in details like um like you did with uh um when you said the uh that uh, you wanted them to be a bounty on Clara's head mm-hmm. like uh cuz i know we've been playing it um as like a like um like uh, Orintirus uh, isn't going to be taking healing magic and stuff because like this is brand new and it's the god stuff and mm. um like they've returned so like that is like a rare thing and like of course there's going to be a bounty on some other cleric's head that's going to be hunted and like details like that that uh, you add in to customize the game to make it yours and your groups are are great and they're fantastic ways to kind of tie things in and um um make it more um uh more like personal and more more um i don't want to say immersive? intense but
3: more immersive, immersive.
2: yeah and uh, so uh i i wanted to point that out again cuz i i think that was a fantastic thing that you did there um and if uh, if uh, anyone's watching this and they have like just like a little inkling of something like that even if it's just for one player do it like uh, it's it, it's 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 great uh, at least i think honestly? so
1: honestly I am looking forward to at some point getting held hostage in combat and having to be saved.
2: I, I They're going to get
1: help. an initial little. Are you surprise, a very careful,
4: careful player? Because but... I feel like Kelly's getting you, because because Kalara's very like behind things and casting well, and assesses par- situations so before she moves.
1: Not necessarily. I mean, I'm a fairly careful player. I, I tend to try and think my tactics through pretty carefully. And I do tend to take longer range characters until I don't like Zenata in Netherdeep. That was a fighter and that is up close and personal, <laughs> except for the fact that they're an echo knight. So I could send the echo in. So it'd be about 30 feet away sometimes, but it didn't always, but I'm trying to keep in mind that Clara is a farm girl until like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she's got some experience with death and dying and stuff like that, because you can't live in the country and provide all your own food and be all your own healing and all that sort of stuff in that sort of situation and not be f- familiar with the life cycle. Yep. Yeah. But she's not necessarily the person. Who, she's not used to getting up close and personal with somebody and killing somebody. And mm-hmm. she's not used to people wanting to hurt her. Because like for her village, at least she, she was valuable because she knew how to apply like bandages and medicine. And that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, right? So and cook. nobody's gonna screw with her. And cook.
0: She's an excellent cook. So it's...
1: all that sort of stuff. So I figured like she's not very used to this. So I'm trying to play that in that she doesn't dive into combat. She's not a combat character. She's got and... some stuff, but not a ton.
0: That's if why you I brought don't it overdo up. It, being targeted like that makes you feel pretty cool, right? Like you're special, you're an asset. Right. <laughs> And not just because I'm just you, looking you've, forward you've getting taken down more party members point. than I have. That's what I mean.
4: It, it becomes Dude, two more and I'll have the full set. <laughs> it becomes <laughs> interesting because then instead of just uh, enemies coming and get them or like whatever, and you're like exchanging D20s. Um, mm. It makes them more real.
6: It makes the feel
4: more real, especially when you have, like I've been playing it kind of like, you know, a person's capable of miracles, right? And um, but uh, but to move move on for that real quick before uh, you move on, Kelly. I want to talk mm. about like touching moments, mm. and uh, there's been a uh, few that have stuck with me uh, in the game that I feel like a lot of games struggle with <sighs> letting the players. We're trying to wrangle the players to do it because, you know, a lot just want to fight or dungeon delve or go like replenish their supplies or whatever. And uh, one of them was kind of the very small moment with the child at the river giving Orantiros the like the sharp rock that they found. And they Mm. were like, hey, give give this them for me. And another one's the um, that other Kender we found in the the that was locked up. And they there ended up being a weird confusing kitchen <laughs> argument there mm-hmm. uh which ended up being good. a weird miscommunication about razira and or being betrothed which he just let you are now uh but the the biggest one for me is uh that uh solemn like that that night after the battle uh at the creek mm. Right. Where Hazel kind of like spooked Bakaris by entering his mind. And, um, I think Godfrey kind of had like a heart to heart with him, And, mm-hmm. um, I, and, uh, like, uh, Robin had said, everyone said everything to him. So she just kind of hung out like with the horses and tended them. And even that was like interesting. And then I, I tried to do something about uh, Orantiro's just playing, you know, the song of rest. And I wrote up a little, a little thing for that while I was waiting, uh, Mm -hmm. while I was listening to everyone else. Right. And um, Kalara, like tending and all everyone doing a little bit, something different felt very like, man, I, I think everybody did such a good job. And Kelly, uh, letting that, you letting that happen and showing that side of Bracarus because he's still
0: human. Well, the thing about his backstory is if you look at him, everything he has ever done has been for his son. And to cover up for his son's mistakes. So even if his son is a complete screw up and that's the way he thinks of him, there is going to be that whole, like, I, there's that attachment, right? You know, just because your dog craps on the rug constantly doesn't mean you don't love your dog. Same thing with this kid right and i think that that's probably a great way to think of him um because he's a total screw up and the fact that he just went out and you know died as far as he knows like is that's an inroad and you should definitely like he shouldn't just be you know a a boisterous noble at that point and i think that that role play was really important and you guys did a fantastic job yeah I think those touching moments are really important, but yeah, I liked it. My favorite part of the game was when we got into the stuff with Lord Soth, which we're going to touch on as well as viewer questions right after this quick break. So folks don't go anywhere. We are going to be right back. Oh, baby, I see you want what I want. You want more Dork Tales content. Well, why don't you get yourself over to Patreon.com slash Dorktales right now. Get exclusive behind-the-scenes access and more. Patreon.com slash Dorktales. See you there, baby. Hello, everybody. We're back. All right, so let's jump into this. So, once you're back at Calaman, we're going to jump into the Lord's Arrival. Uh, A couple of things about this. You made it back in to Calaman proper, and uh, as you head in, you see that there are a pair of knights there that are actually whites. They're white knights. Um, it's one of those times where I wish that they had a map for the courtyard, since this is a combat where a bit of maneuvering could be useful, uh, but there is no map there. Um, I thought it was okay otherwise. Uh, I allowed Hazel to use Dispel Magic to dis- to unveil their illusion. I don't see why not it's it's a high level spell that disrupts magic and it was cinematic and cool um and then inside of the council massacre with Kara doc um i enjoyed that i also want to say robin great job playing up demented Razira. hopefully if you're running this at home your players will have the opportunity to do that as well um any
3: chance to sass against my fellow pcs oh, of course i am a sassy bitch
0: so scary He's pretty easy to beat. Blog oh, sound
3: bro. is out again.
5: Is Sorry. it
0: blog still having sound issues?
5: Yeah, yeah, it kicked him off again.
0: Huh. I wonder what I can do. Can I do anything to help? Let's find out.
5: Boop. I know. It also sounds like Ping has been hijacking some some sound. Now Robin sounds really loud to me, anyway.
3: <laughs> hmm. Oh no. I'll push Mike away, maybe.
5: You're you're quiet again, so I don't know. Maybe you just got excited. Chris, you're audible again
0: now. Oh, well, no, No. you're not.
1: No, he's not. No, his screen isn't lighting up. Something that has the ability to use a mic. Because that sometimes happens if you don't have a specific setting clicked Mm. in Windows, the new thing will hijack and force only it to use your mic. Right.
5: Yeah, it's true. Mm
1: -hmm. That used to happen to me all the time when I was doing like discord and streaming with amy it absolutely destroyed my
0: mic um one thing are you using your computer or caitlin's computer okay and her her um mic is not plugged into it right okay (laughs) just wanted to be sure about that all right so let's um so chris is gonna be a little quiet for a while but we're gonna we're gonna hop back in and we're gonna go over this. Um all of you had a pretty decent time with the rated catacombs bit and fighting Kyrodoc. I don't think there's too much to talk about there. Um can I
3: just say the knights? There I don't know how much because it's Keradoc, I don't the the not the the necrotic effects in both the knights, the Skelly Knights and um Karadok being like, Oh yeah, a my max hit hp went down mm-hmm. until well until my character rests still turning they haven't rested yet so that is a bit rough and the 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 unable to heal till the next round is there's some there's some rough cool like necrotic stuff going on in yeah. in, in that whole sequence of
0: they're, games. they're pretty great um they're just basic it's whites awesome
1: so if Ooh. um stuff hadn't if I hadn't been too far away what I would have done was just spare the dying because that doesn't technically heal all it does is stabilize okay. there's no healing involved there's no hit points involved so I was like maybe that will get around that
0: that's interesting right. mm,
1: that's a that's a good thing
0: okay hello Chris testing hi there. here we go yes okay Maybe just don't were you muting like my before? headphones?
2: Was it your headphones that oh, your was headphones. doing it? Yeah, so I've got the hopefully it's not picking up you guys talking, but
0: No, not at the moment. Okay,
1: great. Oh a tiny bit there.
0: Tiny bit there, but that's fine. Just it's uh it is a is a talk episode, so it should be good. Um yeah. so good to know. We'll just have it to get you some new is. headphones. Actually, uh if you Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me know what kind you like. Um, and we'll see what we can do. Um, okay, so um I mean, there's not much to talk about in the rated catacombs, uh, aside from the Berserker axe. Be be aware of that, especially if your sorcerer ends up with it. It's gonna cause some problems, but not as many problems as if uh, say, Godfrey had taken it.
2: You know, it's, can, can, it's not can a I problem just say because we've got Kalara. Kalara's <laughs> mm. the solution. Yeah.
5: It's true. But can I just say the fact that i i managed to do that one attack because of oh how many hit points you hit me with <laughs>
0: hit oh my god dropping you to that one was beautiful oh, it was so good like it was such it's a dramatic so scene the the catacombs here honestly going through and having the visions and having like the the spectral elements oh, god, i love this type of dungeon it's it's not big like that's the entire dungeon guys yeah. is that big
6: it's
3: nice it's a nice dungeon
0: it's a nice but dungeon. It feels like an
4: actual like place where heroes were buried, rather mm. than just like a wizard put spikes in the wall here, um,
0: <laughs> right? Like, Man, I, I, I would I would be such a shit wizard. I would like go to like grab a pickle in the middle of the night and get skewered by my own trap that I forgot to set off, right? Or like I, walk walk into the gelatinous cube. Oh, the oh, cube, right? I left
4: it
2: out in the hallway. No. Could've dungeon forgot to put it in its pen.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> dungeon Roomba!
2: <laughs> dungeon Roomba. They, that's, if, if you ever go into a dungeon and everything is completely clean in one hallway, there's, there's no a gelatinous cube in there. Mm-hmm,
0: They're Dungeon mm-hmm. Roombas. Dungeon Roombas. Um, does anybody have any questions, I comments, everyone... concerns about the raided catacombs and fighting Lord uh, Knight Sarlamir? Uh
4: I thought that... Oh, yeah, I, the the whole, like, um, GM versus, like, player input thing and hmm. um, bouncing ideas off of each other. And uh, I don't think it's, like, meta to, like, guide your players or the ST to be all, like, oh, would, like, the character do this or, like, whatever? Because at some point I felt, like, really useless. And I was, like, I, I guess I'm just going to shoot this horse with a bow. And you were, like, or would Orantiros... Would they? Or would Orantiros try to, like, speak with it? And I'm, like, stopping and I'm thinking and, yeah, I was pulled into D&D mode, where I'm like, oh, guess I roll a D20 and just attack, because, like, I'm just the bard or whatever. And I was like, no. Yeah, it might, like, stomp me in the next round, but no, no. If anyone's going to talk to these spectral horses. And well, and they
0: specifically you give you the, the horse charm maybe. if you talk to them. They, they were also supposed to give it to you. Um, they're supposed to immediately bow to you if you're wearing Salamnic armor. And I'm like, well, the only the only person in Salamnic armor is the, the NPC that you dragged along. I'm not gonna give him a charm. This is dumb. I'm gonna say that he, yeah, he they just they so I, they just ran right past him. So if you're watching the game and you're like, hey, how would they occupy his space? Because he didn't count to them. Because he was a knight, they ignored him.
2: Um, also, they. I love that there was a reward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For doing that in that kind of a way, like uh, I, 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 that was that was nice to see.
0: Right. Otherwise, um, we we just kill them and we never would have known. And we would have been like, oh, well, that
2: sucks.
0: (laughs) There are a lot of modules written that way. Um, Sarlamir was a fight that I really wanted to do, for one, because I had that banger of a song saved. (laughs) Dance of Death is such a good song. Um, But as you're going into this, Sarlamir is one of those guys where it's like, I'm sorry, I've got to kill you. Like, it's I don't have a choice. I was a dick in life, Mm -hmm. but I'm not that big of a dick in death. Um, So he's fighting you as you're defeating him um the module actually makes sure to state that even if you kill him he imparts the last bit of information on where the plot has to go with his last breath and i love that because love there, that are so many, there are so many there's so many times i was running wrath uh rise of the Rune Lords, way back when and there's this one moment where you where there's like the head of a statue comes to life and starts being like, I shall meet you in the place of... And the second it started, uh, Amy, who's been in many of her... uh, blew the head up with like a fourth level spell going, "Ah!"
5: (laughs) I'm like, well,
0: now you guys don't know where to go.
2: Well, what? I can visualize that very clearly. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very very good rendition
3: (laughs) of Amy. Yep, that was very good.
2: Yeah.
0: So I think that having these type of ways to get you back on the plot are, are super important. Also, um when you run this game yourself, watch your players when you mention that in the next room is a Dragonlance. And I you just watched everybody's <laughs> eyebrows like and the chat started going, ooh, turning into Andy well, we, from. We've
3: been joking, we've been joking this entire time about is it a Dragonlance? Is it a Dragonlance? So to get to hear Dragonlance yes. get actually dropped this
1: this early, is like, is oh it though? Well, and there I was whatever? in our private chat though going, yeah, but it failed. Do we actually want the one that didn't work?
0: It failed because it was used illegally. It was used unlo- unlawfully. It no, needs to be, it it needs to be really. cleansed. He didn't have a, a Lance li- license.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: You need to get your Lance
1: he didn't have his carry permit. I was yeah. kind of like, do we really need this? It doesn't work. <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> well,
4: what that's a we good thing to roleplay. Being like, well, it didn't work for this guy.
0: Uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, and as for, there's a question in the chat right now asking if the companions will make an appearance. I don't know, man. I, I'm not spoiling anything. These players have no idea what's coming next. Mwahaha. This is only retroactive spoilers to things they've seen. Wiggle eyebrows. eyebrows. Um, so I love, I love Sarlomir. I love the fight. I love how vicious it gets to be. But also that it's just, it's one of the better balanced combats in the game because your players should be slightly sapped from the previous encounters. And it's just vicious enough that you might kill one or two of them. Just enough. Just one or two. It probably won't do a party wipe unless the dice are really against them, but it's enough that it definitely keeps them on their toes. Um, yeah, having
3: that ticking clock, because like the 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 first, like you basically do like two big fights <coughs> and like Kalara had to bring Riz up. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, man, all I want to do is a short rest right now. Like all I want to do is get some HP before going to a dungeon. And it's just like, but I can see why the like a the need for speed for plot wise and also just be to make it an actually like mm. scary fight
0: my only complaint is having uh lidara or leandra i can't remember the full name anyway the elf uh emerge out of the shadows and be like by the way you gotta go now well it's, it's a little it's a little hackneyed lear it's a it's lidara a,
4: it is and, and it feels mm-hmm. almost like the person that wrote that Wrote their OC into it, like that was their first Dragon Lance character from they, like nineteen eighty eight. They didn't.
0: They didn't. You should. Let's be fair, Jen. You know who she is. You failed the role, but you know, out of character, that she's probably one of the elf maidens. Like that's not a spoiler. She's no. she's probably I good. Mean,
5: go- I didn't know that, but ah, God, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Jen. I I still don't know what you're talking about. So. Okay.
0: Cool. Well, I, she. I know. She, yeah. She definitely acts like a g- g- ghost, so. Um, but that's
4: also kind of.
1: Well, no, we did put that together in game.
0: Yeah. In-game. yeah?
1: Okay. That I think we kind of all talked about it. That it was, yeah, the character didn't put it together, but that one looks awful familiar.
0: Yeah, I gave some hints, but yeah. it, it fits. It fits
4: the '80s like the pro- a prophet appears and points down the stairwell with a finger and says, "Time is of the essence." Go heroes before go disappearing heroes. in a magical wisp. True,
5: but I mm-hmm. I might have actually believed that more if it had been random hologram ghost type thing than if this it had character been a met previously. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. The fact they have her yeah. show up
0: once before is a little weird. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go perform at this bar and like say goodbye to your friend because I I'm here for some reason because of Ispen. Goodbye. Wait, she's a go- ghost." <laughs> Oh. Or is she a good, good ghost? Maybe she's just Batman, and she just vanishes when you're not looking at her. I assumed she honestly was that's like what Batman.
3: I was thinking. I was thinking she was a she's, a, she's a probably Batman. Like, then she's just
0: Batman. Lidara is Batman confirmed.
1: See, yeah, I figured she could just like. Shadow I can't wait for
4: Razira to do that to. Um, I can't wait for Razira to do that. Oh my that god, that fucking
1: cloak! That the fucking blue,
4: cloak. To do that to oh. the blue elf. And then the Blue Elf will be like, so that's how that feels.
0: Nice. All right. So uh, let's power through some of our questions. So I I had a hell of a lot of fun with this. I'm looking forward to going into the Northern Wastes. Hmm.
1: Sorry, just because Blog's silenced. He's he's made a comment in our chat. I just want to make sure we share it. (laughs) What is it? Um, So he just wanted to mention that something... He likes is how much character you have to the ghost, and that you let the PC who got possessed run the character with that personality. Whereas often possession in law games tends to just be hand over the character.
0: I think it's so much more fun to turn a possession over and be like, "Congrats, you're rolling against your friends now." That's so much more fun because it allows yeah. you to get malicious. It allows yeah, you to malicious. Be like,
1: because I yeah. did it in rhyme, and it was great trying to like role play not being possessed
4: yeah. and yet being possessed. Yeah. Yep
0: good one good one blog yeah that's yeah. real good yeah it's it's and it's it allows you to take out so some fun. aggression on your friends in a fun way where you're like and you have well, complete the, deniability right you're like oh i'm sorry i crit you
3: well on the comment of um <laughs> <clears throat> when when godfrey hit riz and was like go down and being able to because riz wouldn't say this necessarily to godfrey in person the but co- Robert would yeah, Cardog would be like, oh, "I thought you want Kelly to do that is Is just like and it was just like a a chef's kiss, and I Kelly was like about to write that for me to say that, and is like, "No, nah, I was nah, halfway nah, through nah, typing bro. it." Actually, I know.
1: It... And honestly, I feel like Robin was one of the best ones to get possessed because mm-hmm. she's good at that. I wouldn't have that half the time. I would not mm-hmm. be that good at that unless it was it very was good. Unless it was very good, clear setup for me not
4: nearly that good so <laughs> i think godfrey um, or razira would have been because they'd won 80 so hard because yeah the candor's loyal the candor's friendly the candor's not afraid they look at everything with whimsy and godfrey is so um there's right or wrong um you know like if my life can save anyone else's then i've spent i've spent it well kind of thing and so for Razira or Godfrey to have turned in that moment. I-, I was kind of, kind of, kind of waiting for that.
0: So good. All right. And thus um,
3: bore the meme of Kalara having the TPK <laughs> die, bitch.
0: Yep, die, bitch. And thank you so much to your partner for doing the art for that. You can buy the die, bitch T shirts on our our T public right now. <laughs> Wait, Everybody go to T public and <laughs> look at them at very least. For anyone um, not knowing what.
4: What that's in reference to um on the discord there's a dragon Lent spoilers channel in the dorktails discord and uh, my partner will do memes and <laughs> and uh do some art up while she's watching like the stream uh like on the iPad procreate and um yeah she immediately like co- so fast <laughs> had had come out with those like before we were even done streaming and yeah there's a little uh there's a little um there's a couple now of uh Kalara yelling die bitch uh to when she's had Azura to um, and
1: Hazel. Against take
4: down well. some some teammates
1: I feel like now though I really need to take down Godfrey and orontiros so that I can get a four square of it for myself and only <laughs> I get that one <laughs> like I Fair. need the four square of all four memes then <laughs>
5: Yeah, I, I need them all in sticker format so that I can just make, like, a I, sticker collage.
4: <laughs> I almost bought the stickers. I was like, oh, they're on sale. I'm
3: going to get those
1: shirts at some point. <laughs> or
4: at great. least one of them.
3: Yeah, I've put them both in the chat so people can go and see, but it's just, like, it was such a funny thing from, like, and again, it's, it's it's a thing you get to allow for, like, party infighting that's just, like, Yeah. It's it's what needs to happen.
4: It's funny because it, it, it's an exaggeration too, right?
3: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, like Klar like has a tear in one eye. was like,
4: ah! I have to do this right. Meanwhile, in the in the little comic, it's
0: like she's been waiting for the day to, to take them down a notch.
6: Yeah,
3: the eyebrows is blonde. <laughs>
0: It's, it's pretty great. It's, it's pretty great. All right, folks, let's head into your, uh, user questions or your user questions, your viewer questions, and, uh, let's bounce into it right now. So I'll start at the bottom, work my way up. Jam's Workshop asks, did you tie it back to the inventor of the Gnome Flinger to sort of create uh, a through line to, uh, the creators of the I think I think the question is asking whether or not um, the gnome flinger and uh, Rookledust are the same person. No, they're not. They're they're separate people. The gnome flinger was by uh, the the non-binary gnome that exists inside of of Vogler back in the day. Um, To my knowledge, let's see, uh, John Overholt asks, in the episode you asked for questions about how to play Chapter 4, uh, how did you cover the management of spell slots, hit points, and rests when a continuous story takes place over multiple sessions? Should you warn the players? I do warn the players, um, generally, that, uh, if it's going to be too much of a slog, um, and I think it might be dangerous, I might kind of hint, like, hey, slow down a little bit, um... You made us take
5: that, that rest, um, between, um, when we're coming back from the outpost, you made us take that rest.
0: Yeah. So that's a good place to enforce it where it's like, Hey, we need, especially at the end of the outpost where you can say like, Hey, it would be, you guys need to rest now that you're here. Um, alternatively, like, you know, have it be an order or say that we could use the extra people to make sure that nobody comes in here tonight. So, you know even though you're, you're elites, so give us a little bit of extra manpower. Something like that. Like Enforce that. Um, there is the rest after the Battle of Steel Springs, which should give you enough time to rest up. Um, and you're saying that you already imagine your players trying to push back against entering the tomb and insisting on a long rest first. Um, have the flames of the cataclysm start leaking out into the castle. They don't do any damage, but man, the players might not know that. Um have the place start shaking as Lord Soth is like burrowing through the walls, like Sonic, the Hedgehog, you know, like
3: <laughs> I was going to say some shaking for burrowing is definitely a good thing. Like it, like I, we, we were a little bit hesitant. Like, I mean, you definitely gave us some hints of like, yeah, guys, you need to get going. It's a time crunch kind of thing that we were able to pick up and, and agreed with. Cause we like trust your things as a DM, but like, if your players are having a bit of pushback for that, yeah, have, have, something happened that's like hmm, you may want to get down there because a long rest may not happen <laughs> the castle hmm. may be gone you know kind
4: of thing yeah oh the... to touch sorry go ahead
0: <laughs> no i was gonna go on to the next question so go on
4: oh um yeah very quickly for anyone that seemed uh confused or paying attention in character versus out of character blah blah i like to think i'm a little bit uh smarter um not as clever, but uh my int is higher than Orantiros and my strength is. The rest is is lower than his. But um the blue, because this is this has already happened, we can talk about it. The the blue elf, mm. pretty sure that was supposed to be the ghost of Lord Sauce's wife during that whole remarrying thing.
0: Yeah, or there were a couple of elves in the vision, could be could be any of those elves.
4: A couple a couple elves in the vision, oh, yeah. um, and so the way friend. I was rolled <laughs> the way I was trying to role play Orantiros coming to the the information was like, oh, okay, right, the like, leaving the wife after the other one like died, and like there's an elf involved in yeah. that kind I'm of thing. And now I'm on the shelf. And, and now now they're on the
0: shelf. Yeah. Um, all right so going through uh Kranak asks any tips for introducing an arcane cleric i didn't find anything saying the moons couldn't have a cleric i mean they can generally those are wizards like in in the lore generally it's just you are a wizard of that moon um you could totally do that give them access to some divine spells um i would suggest a, a divine soul sorcerer potentially because then you get both lists i was
5: gonna say you can actually because if you do rules as written lunar sorcerer Mm. you get access to divine divine spells you get lesser restoration you get a couple of things there that i didn't take because i wanted to go you know lower based but
0: yeah you totally could i would say that just in um in the background don't have them get healing magic until the gods come back but magic they're back now (laughs) so am i yay Yeah. Uh, JView asks, I have a question regarding the contraption cannon dragon thingy. Uh, A number of them have seen it in action. Would you allow that information as a dungeon master to be transferred to other applications once they reach friendly villages that are going to have to withstand a coming onslaught? Sure. If the players are smart enough and uh, if you want to bolster it with some intelligence rolls to see if they could figure out exactly what steps were taken to use it. So knowing that it takes a few people to, to arm and fire for example, um, that could be very useful in helping other people defend against it by knowing that they have to disable a bunch of people who are using it. Uh, But as for creating their own or creating new ones, you need a gnome because nobody else can make stuff like a gnome in Dragonlance. Um, We talked on that a little bit before, but I would say don't allow them to have more than a couple of them because it is a huge advantage and the players should feel a little on the ropes in this, right? If they the even if you give them like ten of those things, the Red Dragon Army's got the numbers that they're eventually going to overwhelm them. So going into that, if you know that it's going to set up like a cool scene, nice, cool, that would be really great. But eventually, um, in my opinion, what that would do is set up a time where they would be using those things against the Red Dragon Army the red dragon army would swoop in, kill the people using it. And now they have cannons. And now they again. have more. Now they have more. Thanks for the <laughs> yeah. extra 10 cannons.
4: We yeah, only had It like... was hard for us to make these. We only had like three. Yeah. I have got 13 <laughs> or I guess 12 um, now. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, it it also um, begs the question. Uh, it almost seems like a weapon of terror more than anything. Yeah. Spreading flames, scaring people. It's not, Really, a defensive like that might light your own walls on fire more so than repel an invader.
6: Mm -hmm. And just to me, when they
4: rolled up in it, they it seemed like a it was more like a symbol, it was more like a
0: a spreading fire. And yeah, it was a dragon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only thing you beat that is (laughs) lights, right. All right, so uh, we had a question about character builds uh, uh, regarding the Lunar Sorcerer. Uh, So for Jen's build, we added uh, the Unearthed Arcana Imbuing Touch, uh, which is a bonus that basically allows you to spend a sorcery point and imbue something, so it's a magic weapon for... Is it a minute or is it 10 minutes?
5: I believe it's a minute.
0: Yeah, so it basically is the magic weapon spell, but it costs a sorcery point instead. Um, I like it. I think it's good flavor. And it means that mages are even more dangerous.
5: And it let me do a cool thing where I was just like, go kill that ghost.
0: (laughs) Right. I think it's great. Um, I have uh, I have that ability on my character in our Strixhaven game because I'm playing a superhero uh, and I have the ability to imbue any magic weapon I touch with the restriction that I have agreed with the DM. I can only do it on myself, so it has to be my fists, but I can punch for magic damage if I want to. Because I'm a goddamn super. fist.
5: I mean, God, I love, wrong I love, system.
0: I love, I love Carl <laughs> so much. Um, and rule changes for free spells in lunar embodiment. So Jen and I were looking at this, and the difference between the lunar sorcerer or the lunar is it lunar? Sor- it's the lunar, lunar. Yeah, it's sorcery it's option. The
5: yeah, it's the it's the features of the the lunar sorcery subclass.
0: They the difference between Unearthed Arcana and the core book um, so like the the demo and the final version don't make any sense. So what we ended up doing uh, um how was it written in Unearthed Arcana?
5: okay, so Unearthed Arcana basically was like there, there's the way it's phrased is that um you get these spells at um, first uh first third fifth like every odd number level. you get three spells. Um, one is linked to the crescent moon, one is linked to the full moon, one is linked to the um, uh, new new moon. Thank you. Um, you get all of those and you get a free use of whatever moon phase you're under. You get a free use of all of the spells in that category. Oh so if you're at fifth level, you get your, you get three spells. Um, yeah. But like, so if I I'm usually sitting on full moon because full moon spells are the better ones out of that entire table, yeah, um, generally to use for free you get shield and all of this stuff. But being at fifth level one well, before you know leveling up, um, mm-hmm. I would get a free use of shield. I'd get a free use of moonbeam, and I'd get a free use of uh, something else that I can't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head, um, and. That's how it's written in the Unearthed Arcana. But they changed the phrasing just enough to be like, no, it's just the first level spell that you get a free use of.
0: Yeah. So it means that the other spells that you get are kind of useless by comparison. Um, yeah. The only benefit is that you they don't count toward the number of spells that you know for the day, which is yeah. great. Um, nice. That, that yeah, sounds fine. It means fine. I have a lot
5: of spells, but I still only have a certain number of spell slots.
0: Yeah. And so the way that it works is you can spend a sorcery point to change moon phases, right? Um, you, so in the, in the new book it is, or in the published material, it is you may now cast uh, one first level spell from each lunar phase without spending a spell slot provided your current phase is the same as the lunar spell phase. Once you cast the spell this way, you can't do so after a long, until after a long rest. Um, we have just altered it so that it is you gain access to the column as bonus spell slots. Like, as bonus spells. Yeah, the um, way
5: in on Unearthed Arcana. Because that was the way I was doing it because I didn't have access to the published material and was yeah. and, not reading it correctly. So. Well, and, and the
0: way that it works uh, in ours is that, for example, if Jen used the first level and the fifth level, but not the third level, and she changed moon phases, those would still be burned out, but she'd have the third level available. So it's basically yeah, a separate exactly. spell. It, it, makes, it gives her a couple of extra spells, which could be very powerful. These spells are... Magic in Dragonlance is supposed to be badass, so I'm fine with it. Anybody who, every player who's playing a wizard wants to be Raceland Majere. Find ways in Dragonlance to make your players feel cool, and they'll reward you for it. That's yeah. that's basically my opinion, right? Like they'll reward mm-hmm. you with roleplay.
5: Yeah, and I appreciate it. And and now that we've come up to level six um i have the i think it's the uh waxing and waning feature which is where as a bonus action i can spend a sorcery point to change moon phases before it had to be a long rest mm-hmm. um but now i can i can change as a bonus action um i mean there's still the rule that if i've burned out my my free spells at those levels then i still don't get them even changing moon phases but you know if i really need that third level spell that i still have left but i need the crescent moon and i've been sitting on full moon and I'm out of spell slots otherwise, but have a sorcery point or however it works. You can just swap mm. it over.
0: So that's what we changed there. Uh let's keep going. So Tyrone Slothrop. Uh Slothrop? I don't know. Either way. Hey Tyrone. Uh has asked a bunch of questions, but can't be here tonight. So let's look through them. Uh what's the thing between beh- behind Soth and the card deck? It was for fun. Uh it was for fun and to foreshadow it and uh to, to keep Soth on people's radar so that they were thinking about him uh you get a decent backstory in the crypt it was it was added flavor i didn't have him popping up anywhere else but i wanted them him to be on everybody's mind so that it wasn't just a suddenly suddenly dracula appears you you want to foreshadow those things and it was just a little cute way to do it um Rook-o-dust inventions isn't peak gnome already achieved with the gnome flinger nay you can fling many gnomes and you can also burn them uh she feels like a half-baked cue from james bond absolutely uh if I had written this module I probably wouldn't have written that section, but it's in the module so we ran it. Um, a little bit of forced add-on. Yep. Yep, I have nothing to add to that. I she's fine. She's she's fine. You
5: are correct.
0: You are correct. <laughs> yes. you, you win a no prize. Here you go. Um, it's great from Stanley. Good job. It's autographed. Good job. Uh, we'll watch out post. Is there any situation that doesn't result in mass combat? Um Yeah, probably. Like it does feel like it's like it does feel like It is designed to not be espionage based. I think you could absolutely solid snake it. Um, you could definitely go in without combat. We We did 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 the first part,
3: but I mean that that is gonna be some very lucky rolls, especially when you start to get to the people in the the bunker.
2: And at a tabletop setting too, it'll be uh, um a little bit easier, I think, because like you've got so many more sessions to do it mm-hmm. um and like uh, whereas like this it's uh that would have been a lot of sessions to do it i think uh full, like full-on mm-hmm. espionage and would also have left a lot of people out i i think
0: the the yeah. biggest problem with the with the slow action is that the whole thing is you're supposed to have like raven's troop show up and help you they're a mile away and even assuming that they have horses that's 18 rounds of combat away, assuming that the horses can do about a, about a three-minute mile, you know? Exactly. Um, if they don't have horses, then you're looking, assuming that they can do a six-minute mile in armor. Um, sure, why not? It's, it's D&D. Um, that's 30 rounds of com- No, that's not 30 rounds of combat. That's uh, 60 rounds of combat. <sighs> Just don't use the winch rules. You'll be fine. There we go. Uh, Problem solved. Both problems don't me the that weren't problems. Don't, yeah, make problems for yourself. Um, I think it's good if you have a big fight, but um, I like I like that it starts espionage and you get a bunch of stuff taken care of. You whittle down some of the troops and then everything goes wrong. That's my favorite. Where it's like, things are going great. Yeah. Why'd you have to say that? Oh, weed, weed, weed. You know? And
5: I mean, if your players are being super murder hobo-y um, th- and they come across those sleeping knights in a room, they might do something that takes out a lot of them.
4: <laughs> well, right, super murder hoboey group ain't going to get that far. They're going to charge yeah. and the, so, they're going to get caught immediately and it's going to be this huge fight in the courtyard. And mm-hmm. that's part of why... um. <clears throat> I know I mean, in you can character Rogi
5: and not and murder hobo yeah oh so. that's true that's that's true <laughs>
4: uh that's part of why um I know it went against the 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 plan and that some people didn't like that but um having kind of like th- three little groups yeah. like the the group um with the spellcasters mm. um the the elf and the the kinder and then like the two fighters that yeah. That worked like really well Wait. and it totally did it wasn't did the fact succeed? that i wasn't, was I wasn't upset plan. that the plan
3: was going wrong i was going i was going how you guys are changing when your one party member is not it, like, it, it was like hey, hey,
5: having that plan to start and then not
3: sticking with the plan right it was right. just like but, it was like you're going off the plan and when your other person
4: Someone's it's because i great. thought about the plant growth idea yep. and i had to base everything around that i'm sorry
3: <laughs> that's great that was great it was fun it was hilarious it worked. Was just, it's like fine. all
2: right you so guys, some other questions did we successfully split the party though
3: we did i, I think we, we
2: did,
0: did.
3: Yeah. yeah
2: it's
0: not that hard God we can on.
5: do that all day <laughs>
0: Yeah. I don't want to hear which members of the party can do the splits. Uh any views from the community on Warriors of Kryn versus the Frey. The Frey is great. Warriors of Crin is expensive. I didn't pay for it. Um, Chris, did you buy it? You bought Warriors of Crin, didn't you? No? It's yeah. it's expensive, guys, and I don't I haven't heard anything particularly great about it. I I don't think that it is a good practice to have a game that relies on you buying a hundred dollar supplemental box for it um so i'm very glad that the module has good rules in the fray and the combat encounter bonuses i think that those work really well um i wouldn't probably get the the board game on, personally
2: on that note what is warriors um, of Cryn?
0: <laughs> it's it's um, a board game companion where all the combats for this are done in board game style like a strategy game what you saying, chris
2: yeah uh, on that note um does it tell you in the book like if they won this scenario do this instead or do this or does like how much of an impact does it actually have on on the um on the module that you can see It, it replaces it so uh for example if we were doing
0: the hold on one sec uh so it only replaces the battlefield stuff which is why i don't think it i could be wrong i have not played it but i don't think that it really replaces enough that it's worth it as a standalone product. So uh, with Mass Combat if you're using Dragonlance Warriors of crin game uh, this is the Scenario 4 sidebar. That's it. It basically turns it into a battle game. You know, so I it's not for me personally but you know, then again, I know a lot of people who really love the Game of Thrones board game. Like, I thought it was fun. I It was a bit expensive for me back in when I was in university, so I only played it at other people's houses. Um, if you can afford I it and you enjoy it, it do it. Hmm? I got it. You want to play it? Yeah, sure. We can play it so long as you the, you cannot use the training options or the what is it? The, the, tra- the field maneuvers mm. trick, which is that you can technically engage in combat. You know how you uh, whenever you're in combat with another house, you can cycle guys back into your deck. Yeah, there's nothing in the rules that says that you actually have to do damage to the other person correct so you can just generally walk up shake hands and regenerate people
4: <laughs> oh you know what never
0: never even yeah. thought i uh, one of, of one of my one of my friends you who in the the used to play the- it that way all the time <laughs> all right um uh, all right on mechanic side really old version of Dragonlands lance would track moon phases are you simplifying this and 5e simplifies it for us Um, basically, uh, the, the moon wizard can do whatever moon phase they want.
5: Yep. Um, up until, uh, level six, it's long rest. You choose after you stop a long rest. Um, at at level six, you get to spend a sorcery, sorcery points and do it as a bonus action. You can just change what moon phase you're attuned to.
0: Uh, the sense of impending war is well conveyed and really emphasized through Vogler. Thank you. For Calamand, it feels like... Uh, we could have spent more time in the city exploring and building the vibe. Were there any choices made or thoughts from the players to reduce the time spent in the city? Does the book just say to get on with the missions? It mostly says to get on with the missions. Um, I actually find that Calaman is kind of boring. Uh, once you get done with settling the, the refugees outside of the walls and getting everything set up, I think that it's kind of imperative to get on with the missions because you have to pay the city back. Like, you, you should feel like you're in debt. That's my thought. Um, but I think that, I think there is a certain level of, okay, your players have only so many fucks in their field, and by the time Vogler's gone, their field is mostly barren. If you try to make them field that same level of fucks about Calaman, it's not going to work. So... It's very important in my mind to immediately put them to missions because at the end of Vogler, they should feel like they were unable to make personal progress. Like they were, they were powerless. Give them something that can empower them. And
2: yeah. I, I think it's also like a good kind of uh, thing. Cause like, yeah, uh, with with, you have to, in order for them to take the refugees you have to help them out, so that already changes the dynamic immediately there. And like playing up on that by keeping it a little bit uh, the city a little bit removed keeps the attachment to Vogler and the people of Vogler. Interesting um, that you and... want to to help them out more. And I, I think that's uh, I think it's a good way to, it, that that's done. There's also a
0: decent amount of emotional distance as well. Um, And you, those of you who aren't creative writing people might think that sounds like kind of kind of fluffy but um remember that all the refugees are literally kept outside of calaman's walls in the merchant housing um they're not invited into town only you are because you're being used you're being used as a resource in exchange for housing those people there it is up in the air whether or not calaman would let them inside of the walls if the army showed up That has not been 100% decided. Right? That's extra mouths to feed. That's so making Calaman seem like a a complete safe haven. It might be a little too much comfort right off the bat. Especially with war. Yeah.
5: Well, I also think that, like, especially with our group, we only had two people who were from Vogler. And so the rest of us already don't have a. Direct connection to Vogler, we develop one in that first little bit. Mm-hmm. But Kalaman is like, okay, well, another city that I don't have a connection to. So it's at least for Hazel, she she's just kind of like, yeah. Yep. For
4: Orin, Tiros and myself, um, it was like, okay, so did we just move on now? And I didn't feel like it was coerced or like we had to do it. I, I kind of felt like. The like Kelly during session zero during the recruiting for the game was like, I, mm. I need people to play heroes.
0: I need and heroes.
4: The the bard can um, be like, hero. well, I guess my time here is done, la and like go south for the winter. That's right. where uh, yeah, that's like where Hazel bards to tend to, end up. to.
5: Hazel needed <laughs> a reason to kind of stick around and, and do stuff. Being used is a good reason. <laughs> also, uh, it gives for, your players for...
0: a chance to do to, to to fuck them up, right? Like you get a chance to g- take the fight back to them. And for for Orantiros, it was
4: um, the oh, like you don't just use like prestidigitation for for cooking, like Kalara, like ha- teaching him, like no, 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 like actually, like cut these and let's like flavor the broth and let's do that and like the helping the evacuation seeing what they're capable of kind of moved to a if i can help i have to Mm -hmm. kind of like mindset so i never felt like it was um there was any coercion there but role-playing finding him a reason to stay felt really like solid and i I like Hazel's
5: that. reason to stay is mostly that she doesn't have anywhere else to go. So
3: same <laughs> with just... Riz. Riz is like, cool, this is an adventure. Let's go help people. Da, 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 Let's da, da, not forget da. the hug. The hug <laughs> is great. Yes.
6: The hug.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Backstory reveals his traumatic childhood of uh having no hugs.
5: Yeah. Terrible. Elves don't hug. What are you talking about?
4: <laughs> exactly.
5: Oh. Physical contact?
0: Ugh. Huh. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. So, last question that I have in the chat is from Drakeheart or Drakeheart, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, might have a few questions if it's allowed, but main one is for DM Kelly. What are your hot? Hi- Thanks for remembering I have a name. Um, I love when people leave YouTube comments that are like, The DM. I'm like, My name's literally right there, guys. Come on. The DM. Don't no, the, <laughs> the DM. D- no d- name. D- the d- man d-
4: running the game. <laughs> Yes, the man. I'm the, the man. The the curtain.
5: Uh, the wizard.
0: He's the, the wizard. <laughs> We're fighting uh, the man. What are my highlights from the module as written? Uh, Lemire. Just the, like, not as a character, whatever. I could give or take him. But, like, the whole, like, let's go into a dungeon crypt and have to fight, like, possessed skeletons that don't want to fight us but can't help it because, you know, ancient magics are compelled. Oh, I love that stuff. I love it because I love it when a villain is just like... Bro, I'm stabbing you, but I can—I don't have eyes, but if I what, if I did, they'd be crying. I love that stuff. I love it. it's great. Um, anytime the characters really sink their teeth into the roleplay, like that's that's wonderful. This is a very good module so far. I'd say that it's not quite as good as Wild Beyond the Witchlight, but it is up there. Um, and I've really been enjoying this, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, what story beats did I think were pretty awesome and are leaned into, and things that need reworking? Um, there's some filler in this chapter, mainly the missions that are trying to get you accustomed to working for Calaman. You can cut them right out. You can send them directly at wheel watch outpost immediately. Uh, if you want to, and then have like the cudgel returns or the, the mercenary army returns somewhere before that, or you can, you can focus a lot of this down. Um, what maybe you give should...
2: the much, maybe the farm house though just so that they have the opportunity to get the uniforms uh, as a Mm -hmm. potential for a way they want or some other sort of uh, uh, way to present that alternatively you could have them
0: showing up at the end of the farmhouse when the mercenary company is taking care of it no that works and then when you find out oh if well then we have to go talk to the mercenaries and you know and it really depends on like what your characters have done up to that like look at the relationships your characters have developed and play accordingly you know like have fun so that that's what i have for that i i really like this chapter actually like the the last two games that we've done were some of my favorite to run um like the first few and then this and i'm really glad because a lot of modules start very strong and then immediately like it's like pop that's gone like if you left it like soda out like the bottom gets, of the pop flat, right yeah. and you're just like oh all the flavor's gone uh, but no, it feels like like there's natural peaks and valleys here, and I'm fine with it being a little slow one game because I know it's going to come back. And that's a really good module if it's written that way. You can't always have like top tier gaming every session, but so far it's always been pretty good. And I'm OK with that. Um, And then any last questions that we had Um, about what about y'all? What were your favorite things about this chapter? and anything that you are looking forward to or want help with B- or need extra extra work on because uh, i finished the Kenderfeet. feat uh it is available on our patreon discord uh in our patreon channels uh for any patron level uh right now and i'll be publishing it to our wiki sometime this week once i just finish the the verbing on that uh, but it does have a d100 list for things that you pull out of your Kender sack. Which, you know what? Why don't you guys roll a d100 right now to find out what you pull out of the kender sack.
3: What? You guys are reaching in my sack?
0: we really? are reaching into her sack. Wow, this is...
6: Yep.
0: Hey, this, this is spacious. Razira wouldn't hey! care. she be happy to yeah. share.
6: It's true. Uh,
0: 8. An eight? Well, Godfrey, you happen to reach into that sack and pull out a small wheel of cheese that smells of lemon. Ooh.
3: 95.
0: So, Wait. Cal, reaching in, you got a 99? Yeah. You know, you have a working boomerang that works even when it shouldn't and does 1d6 bludgeoning. Works even when it shouldn't? Like, even when it shouldn't come back, it still does.
1: Hmm, nice. I
0: I'm going to I'm gonna change that to returns.
1: I also rolled 8, so I'm going to re-roll.
0: That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, I got 95
1: from yes. Razira.
0: Razira, you have a pound Grab of assorted me. color, shapes, and kinds of dice. Ooh! Claire and Godfrey could do nice. a fondue with lemon cheese. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Hazel, would you roll? Four. Four? Well, that is a compass that points to the east, but otherwise functions normally.
5: Hmm. Excellent. <laughs> I do enjoy knowing where east is.
0: Right? Yep. It's great. And, uh, Christine, would you re-roll? Forty-six. Forty-six. Uh, you have a poison ring full of white sugar.
1: Nice. Say that a again. A baking ring. A, a, a poison exactly ring. Like a needs. ring
0: with a poison capsule. But yeah. it's full, full of, of white sugar. White
1: sugar. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's right. really it's, my little stash oh, for when I have, have it, like, an emergency need for sugar. A tea yeah. like, absolutely. Uh, and
0: I will roll for sugar. myself. Uh, I rolled. The a only three. problem
3: is everything you pull off from the sack only roll lasts for an hour.
0: Oh, I'll roll for Derek. Hold on, I'll roll for Derek. So Derek got a sixty, a sixty-seven, uh, which is a short poem about the beauty and wonder of ants. Nice. Uh, everybody, what about ple- I'm gonna write that. Is, you know, think you go, I can't
4: wait about the sorry so, uh, about the beauty and wonder
0: of ants of ants? Yeah. Um, everyone, please. I think my favorite is uh. Robin, did you look through all of them?
3: Has this been uh, updated since the one you sent me ages ago?
0: This is the brand new one that was finished today with the final updates.
3: Ooh, then I probably haven't actually like fully looked at the final updates now. My I favorite... Have, I have my other one.
0: My favorite is, uh, is 87.
3: Let me look. Let me look. I uh, am... Um...
6: oh
3: yes oh yeah it's pretty
0: great uh so i hope that uh should i share that with the audience or should that come up in play yes so
5: i mean if it's on the list then might as well share it okay <laughs> yeah
0: so uh, it is a note written in kendra speak that says sorry i borrowed this item love uncle tas
2: oh that's awesome so you have an item that was stolen from your that.
0: stolen items.
2: I yeah. love how
4: it doesn't say what the item item is.
2: It's I know, just it so just says
4: I stole I borrowed this item.
0: It's great. Yeah. Um also everybody um uh there Robin, do do me yes. a favor and uh mm-hmm. and check 84 and uh
3: Oh my god.
0: Uh and then uh check 90 it's so good there are so many in jokes and dork tales jokes inside of here too um so you definitely want to check this out um join the patreon and uh if not check the wiki uh, in a couple of days um but thank you very much for your patience on I this i want
3: to roll number 47
0: what's number 47
3: uh so oh my, my journal with yeah
0: with my initials on the cover full of strange prescient Yum. notes about the characters yep. yeah fair whose journal mine yeah
3: Oh, literally Kelly's fourth wall breaking. Yep, it's a fourth wall breaking.
0: There are a couple of four. 57, the ceramic camping mug that says I heart Solus is pretty good, too. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Does anybody have anything they want to weigh in on about about the game so far or anything? And favorites, least favorites, or are we pretty good? Because we did talk a lot tonight.
3: I think we're good.
0: You think you're good, Riz? Yeah, I mean...
5: I'm, mm. I'm very pleased with the, the I mean my favorite part was getting down to one hit point and still being able to attack oh, so good. <laughs> Um I
0: did I did one last minor rules change uh, inside of the system uh, and that is it's very hard to get Salomnic armor so I bequeath Sarlamir's armor uh, that's not in the game as is, but I was like, screw it. Godfrey needs some freaking armor. So does once he he, though, do you want to be a knight? Yes, he does. Don't yeah. like the problem is that like becoming a knight is actually such a pain in the butt in the lore because you have to do a quest and you have to do this. Like, it's it's a big pain in the butt. So trying to find ways to make it more fun for a stream and more fun for for Chris to play. That won't be like, and you guys are level 11, you are fighting the Dragon Queen, and if you beat the Dragon Queen, you're a knight. That's you're what like, it really? takes. That's wow. what it takes. Now I can see why there aren't very many knights. You gotta wait for a
4: world ending cataclysm to uh, you know, come I blame, around and not die.
2: I blame Lord Soth. I mean, like, I blame the school system. He just like set the bar, <laughs> he like screwed up so bad he lowered they the, to bar. Put the bar way oh, up no. here to make yeah. sure that never happens again uh,
0: yeah wow well, well. um all right so if anybody has anything else they want to say if not then i guess that's going to be it from us so i hope you enjoyed this episode of how to run chapter four we'll do another one of these after chapter five and we'll see you next week here at uh Dragonlance, Shadow of the dragon queen but before we go, a big shout out to Bookworm Games for being our sponsor again tonight. Definitely go to questchest.info, where you can learn about their new upcoming Kickstarter and their fantastic quest chests, which are basically like gaming nights in a box, system agnostic that can be ran from everything from 5th edition to Pathfinder to whatever you want, really, uh, full of handouts and, like, maps and... Uh, real honest to God actors voicing parts of them that you might've heard in like real productions guys. Um, they're fantastic. Uh, these are great products and they can keep your table busy for one to four sessions easily. Definitely go to quest or bummy.info I mean, uh, right now to check them out. If enough of you get them, uh, we might have a very special dork tales one coming that we'll run on the channel, which would be pretty fantastic. Um, They also are coming out with a Kickstarter soon where it's going to be, I think it's about a couple hundred bucks, but you get five of these things. Um, They're fantastic. I think you're really going to like them. Uh, And don't forget to use code Dorktales to save 10% off of your orders. Because you're worth it. Uh, And if enough of you do it, um, that will, uh, you know, convince Bookworm to stay with us as we get more and more of these shiny dice. I love them. What? Ooh, what are they, those? Made these up. are the amethyst D tens. Oh, right. The man. mage are So pretty. This looks so great. Pretty. I just got a so success. magical. So magical. Uh, and also, what is magical? Uh, so thank you, Bookworm Games. Uh, what else is magical? Is you. Those of you who are on our Patreon, because this stream is a full-time job, uh, it really helps when I have members of the Patreon who are so supportive. Uh, for as little as $5 a month, you get access to a minimum of four to sometimes six extra games a month. Uh, everything from Jen's Technocracy game to Robin's upcoming Radiant Citadel game to my once-a-month Chronicles of Darkness game to a behind-the-scenes podcast. It's There's tons of stuff. I know I missed a game. I missed Strixhaven, which runs twice a month. There's so much going on on the Patreon, and it directly supports the channel. So, for as little as would take to get, oh, I don't know, maybe a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee is more expensive than the Patreon these days. You can get gain access to these perks and know that you're helping a small stream survive. Consider it and join the ranks of our amazing patrons, like. Jade, the maker of monsters, our world-building producer. You can also join my mom, uh, the divine producer, Jan, and my stepdad, Bob, because they don't know what that tier means, but uh, I think they're having fun there. That's good. Uh, you can also join Bracarius, our fun evil funkel, who is our demonic producer. You can join Tammy, the forever cleric, the wizard of the Patreon. And you can join the High Council of the Patreon, which includes Taryn, the Traveler, Buddy, Triselta, Amberthist. Cubby Gummy, Raven with Baubles, Karasha Urquhart, Drew Thompson, Sergio, Chef Aladeth, Larook, Sorcerer Sanguine, and Mike Baxter. If you want to join the likes of them, be sure to join up. And uh, for all of you who are on the Patreon and stuck with us over the last few months and are helping us build up, quick reminder, we're only seven patrons away from adding a once-a-month Star Trek Adventures game ran by our very own Bunny It's Only seven people of any tier level So if you're not on the Patreon, consider it. It'd be great to have you there. Um, At the very least, because seeing those numbers go up makes me happy. I hope you take a look at it. And uh, we'll see you next time, here on Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Good night, everybody. Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen is a Dork Tales production. It stars Chris Blog as Godfrey Highvalor. Robin Holford as Razira Moonbrush. Jen Peters as Hazel Nightgranite, Christine Rattray as Kalara Vingard Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com dorktales, starting with our Patreon producers, our divine producer, uh, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob, our demonic producer, Precarious. our fun but evil, Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our wizards of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric, and the Ink Goblin, the High Council of Patreon. Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl. Dustin, our time traveling buddy from 1977. Triselta, a.k.a. James Bowdodge. Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, Raven with baubles. Karasha Urquhart, Sergio, Chef Eladeth, Larook, Sorcerer Sanguine, and Mike Baxter. Our level 20 hero, Michael I, the graphics guy. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro the Straw Hat Devil, Hans H. Bounderhoof, Professor Multiverse, Snowy323, Chandra Magic, Draconis Majers, Renee Hayes, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Sporksaber, Colin Son, Iron Warrior X, Voidweaver, Peppermint, Raven of Arlix, Craig Hallstrom, Darcy Gibbs, and A Lizard with Daft Ideas. Are very important patrons Who donate five or more dollars per month An actual guinea pig Dale Cope, the eternal student of life Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat Evan, longtime listener, first-time patron Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine Rio, but without the OZ Robin Holford, the wine master United Adventure Company S.M. Pace Hillary Matt Diaz Eric and Amber Evil Tommy Kiama Svensson Olivia Red Monk Stormshanks, Shanks Jacob Random Equinox Uncanny Kate Dazed Apricot, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Jeremy Smith, Lock Jen, Slurp, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Paul Chris Deeds, Malazang, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Laura Arasmith, Mashmacon, Just Standy, An Insomniac Veterinarian, Marcel, Los Grack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyper Panda, Stuart Tiffin, The Dixon 3, Owls, Bartold, KC, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Fally Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, Robbie Dick, Parker Radborn, Caitlin Vinkle, Brandon Keane, Walter Manbeck, Diggy Diggy Marcos Olguin, Chris Kane, Braddockism, Stephen, Denise Atwood, Wolfgang, Nyla, Russell Christian, Shelley Garvin, Johnny Nemec, Yosef, Stephen Malek Game Hen, Panda Cior, James G., Sabersloth, Joshua Chandler, Frederic Lepont Moray, Kurama215, Tyrone Slothrup, Andrew Rambling Gamer, Ezra Santos, Christian Loy, QXVW198, Cade Green, Mitch D, The Comment Guy, Jade, The Maker of Monsters, Phoenix Queen, Chris, Trey, Dark Sun, and the Queer Mountain Witch. And finally, our Dork Squad Jen Peters, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Patrick, Zach Rules, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Imbury, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, Heavy Metal and Tea, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Shannon McLean, Oni Yuri, Stephen Pearson, Dennis Dory, Isaac Griffin Onan, Hunter, and Robert Leach. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks. Feel free to join us on patreon.com/dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.